Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Wayne Dale Golden Bears football. We're just 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show. A look at tonight's Wayne Dale game and a chat with Coach Matt Zerker. Brought to you by PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Pat Mitchell. And tonight on the PNC Bank pregame show, we have got the Dalton Bulldogs, one and six on the year, zero and four in Wayne County Athletic League play, coming in to take on the Waynedale Golden Bears at four and three overall in the season, and one and three in Wayne County Athletic League play. Waynedale coming off. A loss last week to Northwestern over at Northwestern, 28 to seven, and we apologize for the technical difficulties that we had in last week's ball game. But Pat, if we were going to have technical difficulties in a game, that was probably the one that we should have it in. Yeah, uh, obviously, if anybody was at the game or uh, heard about it, just not a great performance by uh, Waynedale at all. Um, you know, maybe a little bit there in the first quarter after Northwestern scored, but after that it was pretty much all Northwestern and um, just a, a game to forget about and uh, people at home are, are lucky you didn't have to suffer through it like we did. You know, it was one of those games where the Bears just couldn't get anything going at all. They did. It, it seemed like the last two weeks, Pat, they've had some success moving the ball between the 20s like we've we've talked about. And in the first half, they've been able to move the ball, but in the second half, they've just gone completely away from their game plan as far as what they do. Yeah, it's uh, just just been a, a rough couple weeks for uh, the Bears offensively um, for multiple reasons. You know, the, the Straws ball injury hurt them. Uh, you know, something we didn't talk about, obviously, uh, too much last week because we weren't on, but... Um, but you and I talked that the Ty Straits injury hurt a lot more probably than the Nick Straws ball injury. Yeah, and that one really took its toll because the Bears, their offensive line just wasn't able to pr- do anything against that Northwestern defensive line. And it was a it was really a tough ball game to watch and not only to, to sit there and watch it and not be able to actually broadcast it. Dalton has lost four in a row, Pat. They lost to the Chips last week 48 to nothing, but... The one thing about Dalton is they are last in the conference in scoring. They're last in the conference in defense. They ha- they don't even score 10 points a game, and they're giving up 33.4 points a game. So if the Bears are looking to cure their ills, you would think coming into this one, this is the team, the Bulldogs, that they can do it against tonight. Yeah, uh, obviously no offense against Dalton, but this is the perfect game for what the Bears need right now, uh, just a game to try to fix everything and try to get everything worked out, uh, get back to playing physical football and try to dominate over an opponent opponent and get some confidence uh, going into the last couple weeks of the season. Still in all, the computer rankings have got the Bears at number seven this week in the Division 16, or Division uh, 5, Region 16. They're seventh. They're still in the running for a playoff berth, but realistically, Pat, they don't control their own destiny, so they need to make sure that they take care of business in the last three games and hope they get some help elsewhere. Yeah, at this point, as you said, don't control their own destiny, and that's that's always a little scary. Once it gets scarier, though, is if so, if you're sitting in the playoff spot and you see a, a team below you controls their own destiny, and they're not quite to that point uh, yet, but, um, again, they need to take care of business and be able to uh, take care of these last three games um, from what we're seeing from all the prediction sites and everything, if they are able to do that, they should get in. A home playoff game is is out the window. 
Um, but you try to make it in, and then you see what happens from there. Well, Nick Strasbaugh is back tonight. Ty Straits back tonight. Kyle Ice is going to be playing with that knee. Reed Stanley is going to be on a play count this evening. He will not play defense for the Bears. And for Dalton, Cody Fitzwater has been out since week two with that knee injury, and he will not be playing tonight. This is the 60th meeting between these two ball clubs. Waynedale has won 29 of them. Dalton has won 30. Last year, Dalton took the advantage when they won that game in overtime, 13-7. to The Bears scored on a 73-yard run by Reed Stanley early in the second quarter, and then Cody Fitzwater tied the game in the third period. Mario McFadden ended up winning the game with a three-yard run into the end zone on the first overtime with that TD, and Dalton won it by the final again of 13-7 on October 17th of last year. Well, we're going to be talking with Matt Zerker, go over the computer rankings. We'll look at the schedule for tonight. We'll do all that when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Just minutes before the kickoff of tonight's Wayndale Dalton game, and Bub, I know that the the Bulldogs are only about ten miles up the road, but they took their sweet old time getting here tonight. They got here about six ten. Yeah, we were uh, all set up and everything, and thinking that we might be a little early because usually whenever we get here, the other teams at least here and, and getting dressed. But um, the Bears were already done warming up their. Uh, special uh, specialist players, their receivers and their quarterbacks and their running backs by the time that Dalton had got here. So just a um, very strange sight to see. Uh, at, at, we obviously haven't seen that, so that was odd. Yeah, it was. In volleyball action, let's take a look at the athletic schedule for the Bears over the past few days. Last night, Waynedale beat Norwayne in four games. Sammy Ice had 10 points and 22 kills. On Saturday, the volleyball team will be at Dalton. That game will start at 11 o'clock. JV football will happen tomorrow. Waynedale will be at Dalton. That game kicks off at 10 a.m. In cross country, Waynedale will be at the Wayne County Athletic League Championships. That will be held in Smithville. That gets off at 9 o'clock tomorrow. And there's a girls-boys soccer doubleheader tomorrow. That will be at Norwayne where the Bears will, the Lady Bears will start out at 11 o'clock and then the boys' soccer team will begin at 1 o'clock. A couple of high school notes. The Hubbard running back, George Hill, Pat, he's decommitted from Ohio State. So after coming into the season saying he was going to be a Buckeye, he has decided against it. He's looking at Michigan State and Michigan now. Well, maybe he's drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> he's drinking the Harbaugh Kool-Aid, so um, that's all right. We'll, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on on that one, especially with Chris Lapish up here in the booth with us, that Spartan fan that he is. Hey, as far as last week's scores, teams that we're taking a look at 
that the Bears are going to be gaining some points for in the computer rankings. Tusky Valley defeated Fairless 23 to 20 last week. Ridgewood over Strasburg 42 to 6, and Tusla defeated Triway 56 to 42. The Bears are really making some hay pat on Ridgewood. They've only lost that that one game so or their two games so far, but one game out of conference, and that was to the Bears. So the Bears are really getting some points with them. Yeah, and if you look at the rest of their schedule, it doesn't really look like they're uh, they shouldn't lose any more games. So. Uh, they gained their secondary points from them. Again, Tusky Valley's been a nice surprise for the Bears, uh, being able to pick up some ball games, and, and they got a chance to win some more games as well. So, um, you know, getting a lot of secondary points, and, and a lot of people are, are not quite understanding how uh, Northwestern can be behind us in the playoff picture when they beat us and they have a better record. Well, it comes down to your secondary points. Even the people at Northwestern don't know why that is. As far as the other computer rankings that are going on. Six teams in the Wayne County Athletic League are listed among the top eight in their regions when the rankings came out on Tuesday. Let's take a look at the Division 5 Region 16 where the Bears are involved in that. Edison is the number one team, then comes Norway at number two. Lake, Swanton, and Chippewa are three through five, then Rossford, Waynedale, and Northwestern. So, as you said, Pat, Northwestern right behind Waynedale, even though Waynedale lost to the Huskies last week. But if the playoffs were to begin in the next couple of weeks, the Bears would be playing Norwayne in Norwayne in a rematch of that game from the first week of the Wayne County Athletic League schedule. Yeah, obviously Norwayne playing very well right now. But if you look back at that game and, and the Bears dominating that first half, and that's where you got to go. Um, I don't think you're you're too down on that. Number one, you're making it in the playoffs, so you're excited about that. Number two, you're playing a team that that you showed that you can handle. Um, So I think that would be a a pretty good matchup there for the Bears. And, you know, you and I have talked about this. It would not be a surprise if Norway and Chippewa ended up 1-2 in the region because Edison has got a couple of Division III schools that are coming up on their last three weeks of their schedule. Yeah, they got a, a tough schedule remaining. I think two of their last three games are, as you said, against Division III schools and teams that have uh, one loss on their record. So um, got some tough games, and, and it might be uh, tough for them to even make it in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I would guess that uh, Chippewa and Norway will probably win out and we'll probably see them 1-2 in the region. Now over in Division 6, Region 19, you've got the other two schools from the Wayne County Athletic League in there. Columbia is number one in that region. Then comes Cuyahoga Heights, David Anderson, Kirtland, and Smithville is at number five this week. Then comes Columbiana and Hillsdale, and Western Reserve rounds out the top eight. So two other schools, Smithville and Hillsdale, would be in if the playoffs started today. Well, a look at the Wayne County Athletic League schedule, or I should say standings for this week, has Norway on top, 4-0, and but they've beaten Chippewa. They've still got Northwestern coming up. They've beaten Smithville, and they have beaten Hillsdale. So realistically, Norway's really got a stranglehold on the conference lead. Yeah, they, uh, they've obviously been playing well, and uh, you kind of expect that when uh, with the team that has probably the best player in the league in Jeremy Miller. So uh, they're just able to control the football and, and do what they want to do and be able to pick up first down. So... Um, after watching them play and, and seeing the way they're playing, not a huge surprise right now. Chippewa, Northwestern, they're tied for second at 3-1. and one. Smithville and Hillsdale tied for third at 2-2. Two and two. 
Then come the Bears and Rittman. The Indians will be hosting the Bears next week. They are each at 1-3, and three, and Dalton holds up the baseman at 0-4. Tonight around the Wayne County Athletic League, Pat, Hillsdale 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two in the conference, is playing at Norwayne, 6-1 and one and 4-0, and oh, like we said. They're ranked 11th in the Division 5 Associated Press Bowl. If you look at it from the Bears' point of view, as far as computer rankings are concerned, the Bears need Hillsdale to win this game for the computer secondary points. That's because the Bears were beat Hillsdale earlier this year. Yeah, that would be a, a, a big pickup for, for the Bears at the secondary points, as you said. Um, you know, and it, it's totally not out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, if the Williams kid at quarterback is able to put something together, get back to the way he was playing towards the beginning of the year, and uh, their defensive ends, uh, I think, are going to be key on stopping the, the jet sweep uh, against Harris. And uh, also, obviously, if they're able to contain that, then Hillsdale can look at plugging up the middle uh, against Jeremy Miller, and, and they're a pretty good tackling team. So, uh, again, not out of the realm of possibilities, but uh, Hillsdale's going to have to play uh, pretty well tonight to get that victory. Hillsdale broke a two-game losing streak last week by beating Rittman 20-6, to while Norwayne stayed unbeaten in the conference, hammering Smithville 35-16. to Norwayne leads the all-time series. 29 wins against 15 Falcon wins. Smithville 5 and 2, overall 2 and 2 in conference play will be at Chippewa tonight 6 and 1. They're 3 and 1 in the WCAL. They're ranked 10th in the Division 5 Associated Press poll this week. It's another game path that the Bears would like to see Smithville win because a Smithy win coupled with a Bears win over Smithville in the last game would garner them plenty of points. Yeah, the, exactly as you're saying and, and again something that's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um you know, one of the issues that the Bears had with Chippewa was they weren't as physical as they were, and that's something that you're probably not going to see out of a Smithville team is, is lack of being physical. So, um, again, if, if they can control the line of scrimmage and, and make sure they're, they're tackling and controlling the running game and they just got to make sure that their secondary doesn't give up big plays, um, another, another game that, that could be uh, looked at as somewhat of an upset. Yeah, the run is going to be a key ingredient for both teams in that one tonight. Both are going to have to run it, and both are going to have to stop it. Smithville leads this all-time series 33 wins against 25 wins for Chippewa, and one game ended in a tie. And the final game in the Wayne County Athletic League tonight, Northwestern 5-2, and 3-1 and one overall, will be at Rittman 4-3 and three overall, and they are 1-3 and three in conference play. A win by Rittman tonight over the Huskies would also help the Bears not only is it going to provide the Bears a chance to distance themselves from Northwestern in the region, but then a win next week at Rittman would gain them more points. Yeah, the, the Bears are definitely pulling for certain teams tonight to get the secondary points. Um, and again, uh, Rittman's kind of one of those question mark teams that, that has been playing well and, and just kind of sneaky enough that they're almost, they almost seem ripe to um, upset somebody above them in the conference. So... Um, with that game uh, being over there at Rittman, you never know what can happen over there. No, and Rittman is an improved team. They're on the first game of a two-game homestand. They need to stop the Huskies' passing attack, which really shredded the Bears last week. But if Rittman can do that, they've got a chance to pull the upset. And surprisingly, this really surprised me. Rittman leads this all-time series, 29 wins, 20 Northwestern wins, and one tie. I don't know about you, but I just thought that that was a surprising stat. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise, but if you go back in the 
in the history books a little bit. Uh, Rittman was pretty decent in football back in the 70s and the 80s, so um, that's probably where they racked up most of their wins. But um, as you said, a little bit of a surprise, yeah. Well, a couple of other games that we're going to keep an eye on tonight. Triway is playing at CVCA. It would be good if they would win a game this year against uh, somebody that can pick up some points for the Bears. Ridgewood is playing at Tusky Central Catholic. That game, Ridgewood, they want to continue to win. And Tusky Valley is going to be at Fairless. Elsewhere around the area, Danville is playing at Loudonville. Lexington will be at West Holmes. Orville at Madison. But the best game in the area tonight might be Mansfield Senior at Worcester. Senior 5-2, and two, they're 3-1 and one in the OCC against Worcester, who's 6-1 and one and 4-0 and oh in the OCC. That's a big game in that conference. Yeah, obviously playing for first place there and um, just homecoming for Worcester, and, and they're going to want to stay atop all by themselves on the OCC. So, um, you know, if we weren't here tonight, that, that would definitely be a game to go to. Uh, should be exciting, a lot of athletes out there, and, you know, Worcester being one of the surprise teams in the conference this year for the OCC, and uh, we'll see if they can continue to get it done tonight. You know, let's start turning our attention towards this game tonight, Bub, because the Dalton Bulldogs, they come in. Normally you would think that this could be a trap game for the Bears. We'll bring this up before we go into the break and talk to Matt Zerker, but the Bears have got their own problems to deal with tonight. They've lost three of four, two in a row. Dalton wants to break that four-game losing streak that they're on, so the Bears really cannot look past this game. They've got to really go out and get a win tonight. Yeah, uh, as I said earlier, they got to really look at um, working on themselves and getting kinks worked out and figuring everything out to make sure that um, they can win these last three games and go into the playoffs and really hitting on all cylinders because, again, your first goal is to get in there. Once you're in there, you're excited. And, um, you know, everything starts all over. Everybody's at 0-0, zero and zero, and uh, you just want to want to pick up wins and, and see what happens. Well, we're about 12 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game. When we continue on the PNC Bank pregame show, we'll be talking with head coach Matt Zerker, and we'll talk about these two ball clubs. We'll do all that when we come back after this. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet pnc bank for the achiever in you pnc bank national association member fdic welcome back to waynedale high school for tonight's pnc bank pregame show with us now is waynedale head football coach matt zerker matt Lost three out of the last four, two in a row. I would think now coming into this game tonight with Dalton that the priority is just to get a win. Absolutely. Yeah, i got to get the, the ship right in and uh, get our confidence back and moving in the right direction. And, um, you know, just like you said, get that W and get that W and keep things rolling or get back on the right track. You know, why does this team seem to self-destruct in not just one way, not just two ways, but in several different ways, Matt? Do you know? 
Yeah, it's it's hard to put a finger on everything, but you know, a lot of it is just again, just kind of that grit, mental toughness to battle through, you know, when adversity strikes. And um, we have a hard time turning the page. We have a hard time moving on to the next play. And I think sometimes we carry that baggage with us, and um, you know, we get distracted and we lose our focus, and then things snowball. And um, you know, it's something we've continued to talk about, work on, and try to find ways to practice and uh, develop that grit, mental toughness, and. Um, you know, fortunately for us, we have three weeks yet left to, to show that we can make those improvements. What type of things are you doing to help them improve their mental toughness, Matt? Well, we have a we have a lot of uh, you know we talk a lot about things. We have a lot of um, you know articles, things like that that we look at. But a lot of it is too on the field, and we try to put them in tough positions um, on the field. You know, we add a lot of conditioning components to to practice, so they got to you know think and execute when they're tired which is always part of it as well or physical um, stamina along with your mental stamina and um, you know, just a lot of those sorts of things and you know just trying to find ways to keep moving you know as you said earlier luckily the region has been set up this year to where even though you're in this funk that you seem to be in over the last four weeks you're not out of the playoff chase so all is not lost and you've still got something to target for Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, we're in a little bit of a funk, but we're also have lost the two teams that are six and one, and another team that's sitting there at five and two, and they were within. They were two touchdowns away from being undefeated when we played them. So, you know, we played quality quality teams that are in the playoffs or in that playoff hunt, and we've beaten quality teams that are you know in the playoff hunt. So, because of the quality wins and the points we've we've earned, you know, we have a chance to kind of control our own destiny yet over the next three weeks. So, you know, for us, it's just been about staying the course, you know, correcting physically and scheme wise what needs to get corrected, getting kids healthy both mentally and physically, and uh, getting that confidence and edge back. Speaking of injuries, how are the what's the status going into tonight for Nick Strasbaugh and Ty Straits? How are they? They got great news uh, early in the week. They got cleared, so they've been on the uh, you know the progression back and uh, they've been in practice now with pads on the last two days. So um, feeling good, and you know it'll be it'll be great to have those two back on on both sides of the field helping us out again. Matt, this Dalton team has really had problems scoring the football. Sixty four points in in their their conference games, what have you seen on film that constitutes the inability of them to be able to put the ball in the end zone? Yeah, a lot of a lot of mistakes, um, you know, just uh, turnovers and things like that, breakdowns on certain plays that have kind of broken uh, or prevented them from scoring. You know, they've moved the ball decent. Their offensive line is fairly physical. They've got some good skill kids. Uh, as you'll see, they're going to spread us out. And they want to run the football, but they're going to spread us out from sideline to sideline and make us defend some uh, different formations than what we're used to seeing and um, really challenge you that way. Um, but, they just had a hard time, you know, putting that eight to ten, twelve play drive together to to finish in the end zone. A little bit what you've seen with us the last two weeks, you know. I mean, we've moved the ball, moved the ball, and a holding penalty or a turnover here or a turnover there, and uh, haven't been able to get points. And that's the bottom line. At the end of the day, you got to put points on the board. This rivalry, thirty to twenty nine, Dalton leads it. You've played in it, you've coached in it. What makes this rivalry with the Bulldogs so great? Well, part of it's proximity. You know, we're, we're they're the closest school to us, and um, obviously a lot of tradition. Um, you know, they have 18 county titles. We have 17. The the um, the record back and forth is within one, just like you stated there. And so, um, you know, both teams have great tradition, a, a lot of pride, and it's always a physical, hard fight game. And um, you know, definitely one of those rivalry games, like you talked about, where sometimes the records don't mean as much. 
Well, hopefully at the end of this one, everybody will have smiles on their faces. Matt, we'll talk to you afterwards. Thank you, Dave. We'll be back with more on tonight's PNC Bank pregame show after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Well, tonight the Dalton Bulldogs come into this one under head coach Mike Doty in his fifth year. 16 wins and 31 losses in his career at Dalton. They have a 1-6 and record this season with an 0-4 Wayne County Athletic League game. They have not won a game on the road this year. They're 0-3 while they're 1-3 at home. They lost 13 seniors from that team last year that finished 6-4, and but they really haven't been able to form an offensive identity. What hurt them was Cody Fitzwater, who they expected to be their mainstay at running back as a junior, had an injury that shut him down, but that offensive line has also been a problem. Fitzwater had 943 yards in 2014 as a sophomore, and Pat, he was a load to bring down. Yeah, he, he was very good uh, last year. I, I remember him, and um, part of a, a three-headed attack for the Bulldogs last year, and uh, to be able to get that many yards as a sophomore with a couple other seniors running the football, uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. So, um, you know, his play last year spoke for itself, and a big injury for them, and they've suffered some other injuries as well. Um, to their key players, so it's just been a rough year for them. Cody Steiner has taken his place at the tailback position, but Cody Steiner was the last person to score a touchdown for the Bulldogs. That was in the fourth quarter two and a half games ago, or in the first quarter, I should say, two and a half games ago. They've been shut out three times this year. They haven't scored in two straight and in ten quarters. Their last score was a field goal against Rittman in the second quarter on September 25th. So the Bulldogs, when they come into this one, Pat, I don't think that they look at trying to win this football game, although they are. Their main priority right now in the beginning of this game is to score. Yeah, uh, much much like Waynedale really is to try to get something going and uh, get everything figured out and just uh, right now kind of baby steps for, for both teams, really. The Bears are 4-3 and three overall, 1-3 and three in the conference. As I said, they're 3-0 and oh here at home, 1-3 and three on the road. Strasbaugh's back, Ty Straits is back, but Reed Stanley is on a play count tonight offensively, and he will not be playing defense tonight. But the Bears, same story. They've got to control the mistakes that they've made. They need to clear those things up, and they just seem to happen in a cluster. Yeah, uh, just uh, as you said, uh, the past couple weeks just not really been... Uh, the best uh, for the Bears, but um, again, just limit the mistakes and be able to overcome them. Uh, something that we've seen the past couple weeks, uh, you know, they put the ball in the end zone and, and it gets called back for a holding penalty and they can't recover from that. Well, you got to be able to turn the page and be mentally strong to be able to forget about that and move on and still put the ball in the end zone again. So, um just limit the mistakes and limit them building up as well. So the Bears taking on the Dalton Bulldogs, the 60th meeting in this annual rivalry. You can throw the records out the window. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, 
National Association, member FDIC. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Schools around Ohio take their sports very seriously. A possible concussion is also something to take very seriously. It's the law of the land with the passage of Ohio House Bill 143. This is Randy Reinhart with a reminder that OHSAA member schools and all youth sports organizations must follow state law when a possible concussion has been sustained. Please remember that multiple concussions in a short amount of time can be fatal. For symptoms and the OHSAA's concussion policy, log on to OHSAA.org and click on Sports Medicine. job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 830-9760. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Miller Custom Exteriors. Call 695-4905. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. And by the Shout Brothers Farms. Now let's go to the stadium for tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. These two ball clubs. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. We've got Dalton taking on Waynedale this evening, and we're going to get this one underway early as the Bears are going to kick off from right to left to the Dalton Bulldogs to get this one started, and it is taken in by Kenton Troyer, number 20, a sophomore who takes it in at about his 10 and brings it out across the 20 to the 23-yard line, and that is where Dalton will start first and 10, then they're going to spot him down at about the 28-yard line. So we have just begun here from Waynedale High School, and Dalton has the football. They will start out at quarterback here this evening, Mitchell Clark. Clark is the junior, six foot six. He starts out in the shotgun with Dom D'Alessandro right behind him in a wing formation. Now moving in motion to the far side will be Cody Steiner, who took the place earlier this year of Cody Fitzwater, their star running back as a junior. Dalton going from left to right. Handoff goes around the left-hand side to Dom D'Alessandro, and D'Alessandro is going to be tripped up at about the 30 and take it out to the 31-yard line for a gain of two yards, and a flag down is immediately called by the side judge here on the near side. I wouldn't say immediately. That was uh, pretty late. I don't know if we already have, like, a sideline warning or what the deal is. That was a very, very quick, and it's going to be an illegal formation, illegal procedure called against Dalton. They had 11 penalties in the game last week in their loss to Chippewa, 48 to nothing. The starting offense for the Dalton Bulldogs across that front line, Adrian Dixon is at left tackle, Cole Geyser is at left guard, and no, he is not the Cole Geyser on the Bears that started last week. 
Landy Amstutz is the center. Nate Nussbaum, a sophomore at right guard, and the junior Cole Boggs is at right tackle. The tight end is Taylor Reynolds, number 14. At wingback is Spencer Hurst. The fullback is Cody Steiner. Dom D'Alessandro, one of the wingbacks, and the wide receiver is Anthony Weaver. A little confusion here by the officials. Uh, Coach Zerker declined that penalty, and uh, they're just, for some reason, shocked by that. I don't know. Um, But it seems like they're getting everything going now. Well, it's going to be second down and call it a short 10, a long 9. The ball is marked just shy of the 30-yard line. Mitchell Clark, the quarterback, junior, Ford Dalton, moving in motion is D'Alessandro, and now there's another motion penalty called against, this time it's going to be against Waynedale. They're going to say offsides on the Bears. So the Bears will get hit with the penalty. One of the interior linemen jumped offsides when D'Alessandro got up and moved. So an auspicious beginning to this one here tonight with a penalty on each side in the first two plays, and we've only played 16 seconds. Yeah, obviously uh, for both teams, not the way you want to start off with penalties. Not at all. 11.39 and running left to go in this first quarter. The quarterback, Mitchell Clark, moving in motion is Steiner. Now Clark's going to keep it right up the middle on second down and five yards to go from the 35, and he'll take it out to the 38-yard line. So a gain of two for Mitchell Clark, and it'll bring up third down and about a yard and a half to go. No score. We've just begun here from Waynedale. We got this one underway early. The officials for tonight's game, the referee is Tom Peace, the umpire Tom Palmer, the linesman is Jim Smith, the line judge Mike Bolin, and the back judge is James Scraggs. After a two-game road trip, the Bears back at home, third down and a yard to go. Clark hands it off to one of the upbacks, I believe that looked like Spencer Hurst. 33. And that's Andrew Candell. Candell is a freshman, and he took it into the line and picked up the first down right across the 40-yard line. So the initial first down of the ball game belongs to Dalton with a lot of help from penalties. Yeah, obviously, uh, probably if Coach Zerker had to do it over again, he'd take that penalty on first down, but you don't think that uh, your defensive line is going to jump off sides the very next play. So an empty backfield for Mitchell Clark out of the wing formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Clark drops back, looks to his right. Another flag down, thrown over the middle, and it is complete on the play to Taylor Reynolds, the tight end. But again, there is a flag down at the line of scrimmage. And we'll wait and see what this call will be. So we've had four plays and three have been flagged. Not a good start to this one. Good thing they started it a little early then. (laughs) And it is an illegal formation, illegal procedure called against Dalton, and the Bears will obviously take that penalty. So that will knock Dalton back, and head coach Mike Doty is out talking to the linesman, wanting to know why that was an illegal formation, and he's getting an explanation for it. Evidently, one of the wingbacks lined up, I would think, over the top of the tight end, Taylor Reynolds, and covered him up. And it uh, doesn't look like he likes that explanation. Um, obviously, probably stuff they've been doing all year, and now it's been called twice in the first 
two minutes of the ball game, so um, he's probably not too happy with those calls. So it'll take it back to the 35-yard line. First down, 15 yards to go. Back at the Weindale, I should say the Dalton 35-yard line. Bears come into this one trying to snap a two-game losing streak. They've lost three of their last four. Mitchell Clark moves in. The quarterback moves Candela in motion, now pitches it out around the right-hand side. He lost the handle, ball loose on the field, and the Bears say they've got it. As Candela lost the handle on the late pitch for Mitchell Clark. And let's see, there's a scramble down on the field for the football. Bears have signaled they've got it, and they're going to say that Candela got right back on top of the football and collected in his own fumble. So a break early for the Bulldogs, but they lose... A yard on the play, and it'll bring up second down and call it 17 yards to go. Ball resting at the 34-yard line of Dalton, and they are moving backwards more than forwards. Coming out wide left is Steiner, wide right D'Alessandro. Spencer Hurst is wing right out of the wing formation. Now D'Alessandro moving in motion to the far side. He'll get a fake handoff and Mitchell Clark is going to take it right into the middle of the line right behind the center Landry Amstutz and he's going to pick up three on the carry take it out to the 37 yard line and it's third down 13 yards to go Mitchell Clark is their leading rusher on the year 87 rushes for 375 yards and three TDs coming in but ironically Dom D'Alessandro is their leading passer He's 24 for 56 this year for 321 yards. Yeah, Clark uh, had an injury for a couple weeks, and Dallas Andrew obviously did a pretty good job stepping on a quarterback. Two receivers out wide to the far side. Wing formation. Mitchell Clark gets the snap out of the shotgun, and he's going to throw the ball away. There was no receiver out there, and now they will throw the flag down, and it will be intentional grounding against Mitchell Clark. He was just hounded by Logan Stanley, who came in, and got in his face as he was throwing that football away. Yeah, uh, good good uh, play call there by the uh, Bears uh, to bring that uh, blitz right up the middle. And Logan Stanley, as you said, came untouched up the middle and didn't give uh, Clark any time to throw the ball. So that penalty will mark it back 15 yards. And now Dalton will be forced to punt. That also brings with it a loss of down. So they will be forced to punt. That's the second penalty accepted by the Bears tonight on Dalton. And dropping back, set to punt this ball away, is Andrew Kandel. He is the freshman. We'd like to give you the heights and weights, but Dalton's roster does not give them to us. So Kandel's going to punt the ball away from his own five. Nick Strasbaugh, who's back, is going to let that one be taken in by Cody Steiner at the 40-yard line, and that is where Waynedale will start inside Dalton territory at the 40-yard line. So the Bears will come out with Brevin Reby at quarterback. Nick Strasbaugh back into the ballgame at one slot receiver. Antoine Lewis at the other slot. Bears will start out with Reed Stanley at the running back position, but he is on a strict play count tonight and, as we said, is not playing any defense here this evening. Antoine Lewis comes out wide to the left and Aaron Spidell goes out wide right. We'll get the offensive line for you after this play. Empty backfield for Brevin Reby. Now moving in motion is Reed Stanley. He's going to get it on the sweep. Coming around the left side. Cuts it off left tackle to the 35 and he's gone to the 20, 15, 10, 5 touchdown. 
42-yard touchdown run by Reed Stanley, and the Bears have jumped out on top of it by a score of 6-0 on Reed Stanley's third touchdown of the season, and he did not look hampered by the ankle injury at all on that one. No, uh, a pretty good hole uh, helps the ankle look pretty good. Um, a couple key kickout blocks there by uh, the Waynedale line, and um, they had a bunch formation to this side of the field with uh, Bixler and Strasbaugh and Lewis, and, and they got some key blocks as well. So uh, just good blocking up front and uh, an easy play there for Reed. So Jarrett Wanzik wearing 46 tonight for the Bears on the back of his brown and gold jersey. He puts the extra point up, and it is good. Wanzik now 23 of 29 in extra points. There's an official timeout on the field. 8.25 to go in the first quarter, and your score, Waynedale 7 and Dalton nothing. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidell Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidell Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Where can you get food smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg? Build your own burgers, try our brisket and pulled pork, and every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8, located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Well, a 42-yard touchdown run by Reed Stanley, and the Bears are on top of it with 8.25 left to go in this first quarter, 7 to nothing. Jarrett Wanzik is going to squib kick it up near the 50-yard line, and it will be taken in by one of the upbacks for the Dalton Bulldogs, that being Andrew Candell. So Dalton is going to start in Waynedale territory at the 49-yard line. Nice run for Reed Stanley, and just what the doctor ordered here this evening, Pat. Reed Stanley getting that early touchdown run. The Bears really, I would say, one of the keys to this game is to put Dalton away early. Yeah, exactly. Um, you don't don't want to give them too much confidence. Uh, I always like to tell my guys, the longer you uh, let a team who's not of your caliber stick around, um, the more confidence they get. So a good opening play there. Absolutely. Moving in motion is D'Alessandro, and getting the handoff around the right-hand side is Spencer Hurst. Hurst from Clark takes it down to the Waynedale 45-yard line, so a gain of four yards on the carry for Spencer Hurst. On the jet sweep, tackle made. Ty Straits back into the ball game this week. Boy, he may have been a bigger key losing him last week along the offensive and defensive lines than really Nick Strasbaugh was. Nick's a great player, but Ty Straits has really solidified the offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, we saw that with uh, Northwestern just being able to pressure uh, Brevin, really just bringing three or four guys, so um, it's nice to have Ty back. Mitchell Clark out of the empty backfield. He drops back to pass. He's throwing it up the right side, and it is going to be intercepted by Nick Strasbaugh at the 22. Cuts it to the 30. Now cuts to the far side. Flag down on the play in the middle of a block. And Nick Strasbaugh is going to cut outside of Mitchell Clark, and Clark is going to take him. No, he's going to miss the tackle, and Strasbaugh is going to take it all the way in for the touchdown, but there are several flags, a lot of laundry 
down on the field. Yeah, that one's definitely going to come back. Probably uh, at least a block in the back, and I'm guessing the hold. Um, only one of them will go against the Bears, but uh, you still get the turnover, but um, obviously you don't get the touchdown out of it. Um, the first flag is all the way back to the 33-yard line of Waynedale. Strasbaugh intercepted it about the 22, and the Bears are coming back, and they'll take the ball over, but it'll be deep in their own territory. Yeah, exactly. Um, 7.21 left to go in this first quarter. But this is exactly the way that Matt Zerker wanted this team to start out, and that's a good sign. Nick Strasbaugh intercepting that pass, and he was able to run it back 78 yards. They haven't really called anything yet as they're walking back. Now they're going to go to the penalty flag that is all the way back to the 33-yard line. I think they did, the head referee did signal something, uh, but he was down on the other end of the field. Uh, Looks like it'll be a 10-yard penalty, so... Block in the back would be most likely what it is. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 23-yard line. 7.21 to go in this first quarter of play. Empty backfield for Brevin Reby. Receivers out wide. Now moving in motion is Stanley. Same play, only the far side this time. Reed Stanley takes it on the sweep across the 25, and he's going to be knocked down and out of bounds at about the 26-yard line after a gain of three. Second down, seven yards to go. Stanley, the first time he touched the ball, ran the same play only to the near side and scampered 42 yards for a touchdown. We're under seven minutes and running left to go. Nick Strasbaugh back into the ball game. Ty Bixler is coming out. Now Bixler will stay wide left. Isaiah Menue coming out now. Aaron Spidell wide right. Single setback as Reed Stanley behind Brevin Reby out of the pistol. Reby, fake handoff. Now another flag is down, an illegal procedure called against the Bears. So that will mark the Bears back five yards. That's four penalties so far in this game for the Bears and two for Dalton. Check out three for the Bears and two for Dalton. So the ball resting at the 20-yard line, and it will bring up second down and 13 yards to go with 6.35 left in this period. At halftime is our Ohio State report as the Buckeyes will be taking on Penn State tomorrow evening. Moving in motion is Antoine Lewis on the near far side. Handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley. Stanley takes it across the 25 out to the 29-yard line. So a gain of eight yards on the carry for Reed Stanley. And he's got 56 yards so far tonight running. Ball resting at the 30-29-yard line. Moving in motion to the near side is Reed Stanley. Fake handoff. Now it goes up the middle to Stanley. Stanley with it. Takes it out to the 35-yard line. Stanley then picked up the first down after a gain of five yards on the carry. Four rushes tonight, 61 yards for Reed Stanley. 5.50 left to go in the first period of play, and he's got a touchdown. Lewis, slot left, now moving in motion, Reed Stanley. He's going to get the carry around the left-hand side, and there's going to be a blocking in the back call against Antoine Lewis. 
and Stanley's going to take it across the 40 out to the 42-yard line, and he's going to be knocked down there, but there's a block in the back penalty called against the Bears. So that will knock the Bears back. You could just see that one developing as Antoine Lewis came in to try to do a crack back, and the defensive back looked like Mitchell Clark just turned his back on him, and Antoine was already in the motion of making the block and got him in the back. So the ball goes back to the 23-yard line. First and 22 now for the Bears with 531. Reby throws it out into the flat. It is complete to Antoine Lewis. Spin move to the right. Breaks a couple of tackles across the 30 to the 40 to the 45 out to the 46-yard line. And he's got the first down on a 23-yard completion to Antoine Lewis. He uh, just redeemed himself there uh, from the block in the back with a nice gain. Outstanding run by Antoine Lewis after the first completion of the night to him. Bixler comes out wide left, Spidell wide right. Handoff up the middle, goes to Reed Stanley, and he's going to take it out to the 47-yard line, just a gain of a yard. Second down nine. 5.05 left to go in this first period of play. Bears on top of it 7 to nothing, in a penalty-marred first quarter by both teams. Reby empty backfield. Strasbaugh wing left. Reed Stanley wing right. Receivers out wide. Now Strasbaugh is going to move in motion and set up behind Reby. Reby, fake handoff to Strasbaugh. Now pitches it out to Reed Stanley. Cuts it into Dalton territory across the 50 to the 45, down to the 40, and run out of bounds at the 36-yard line. We are seeing a, a pretty healthy dose of Reed Stanley now uh, to begin this game. Might be part of the, the fact that he's on that uh, that play count. They, they want to get him the ball as much as possible and get his confidence up before they may be pulling him out of the game. He's got 87 yards on six carries. Handoff goes to Antoine Lewis on the jet around the far side. He breaks it inside the 35 and down to the 31-yard line. A gain of six yards on the carry for Antoine Lewis, his first carry of the night. And the Bears will bring up second down and a long four at the 31-yard line of Dalton. 4-14 and running left to go in this first quarter. Brevin Reby in the backfield with Reed Stanley. Moving in motion is Stanley. Now throws out into the flat and it is complete to Nick Strasbaugh, who is out near the right side, set up as a wide receiver that time, and he takes it down to the 26-yard line. So call it five yards on the completion to Nick Strasbaugh, his first catch of the night. And it'll bring up third down and a yard. The Bears need to get to the 25-yard line, and they're set up at the 26. Now Nick Strasbaugh is going to set up in the Wildcat as Brevin Reby is out wide right. Kyle Ice is into the ball game. He sets up at a fullback position in front of Nick Strasbaugh. Moving in motion is Antoine Lewis. Antoine gets the handoff from Strasbaugh. Got the first down inside the 20 to the 15 to the 10. He's going to be hogtied by Cody Steiner and run out of bounds at the four-yard line. 22-yard run by Antoine Lewis. Yeah, nice little play there. And uh, seeing where Kyle Ice sets up, you can almost uh, guarantee that every time... Somebody's going to be following his block. He is one of the most physical blockers the Bears have. He's been playing with that hurt left knee all year long. Strasbaugh's going to stay in the Wildcat. Reby out wide right. Lewis out to the left-hand side. Reed Stanley set up beside Nick Strasbaugh in the Wildcat. 
Handoff going to go to Stanley. Stanley's going to take it into the end zone for the touchdown. Reed Stanley takes it in from four yards out. And that's his second touchdown of the night. And the Bears have extended their lead out to 13 to nothing. Uh, a nice nice drive there put together by the Bears, really uh, mainly staying on the ground with just two passes uh, throughout that whole whole drive. And, and they're just obviously showing that they're going to be able to move the ball tonight sticking to the ground. 3-10 remaining to go in this first quarter. Jarrett Wanzik in to attempt the extra point. Brevin Reby the holder. High snap, but he gets it down, and the kick is right through the uprights. There's an official timeout on the field. 3-10 to go in the first quarter. Your score, Waynedale 14, and doubt nothing. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Four-yard touchdown run by Reed Stanley, his second of the night. Bears lead at 14-0. Jarrett Wanzik is going to kick it off. It'll be taken in by... Dom D'Alessandro at the 15 to the 10. Another flag is down, and D'Alessandro, check that. That is Spencer Hurst, excuse me, is run out of bounds at the 28-yard line of Dalton. But I believe there's going to be a block in the back. And it will be a block in the back called against Dalton, so that will mark them back. That's their third penalty of the night. I'm not saying this to disrespect the officials at all, but these guys must not care about the cleanliness of their flags tonight because they keep throwing them. Yeah, just uh, obviously a lot of penalties tonight so far to start this game. Uh, I don't have the count, but it's it's a lot. It is absolutely. Right now, Dalton has got three unofficially, and the Bears have had four, but that's only accepted penalties. That's not the ones that they've called and they weren't accepted. Mitchell Clark, Dalton's going to start at their own 11-yard line is where they start out this one. They've punted and had an interception. And Mitchell Clark is going to keep it off the right tackle on the near side across the 11 and out to the 15-yard line. Gain of three yards on the carry for Mitchell Clark. He's got eight yards rushing tonight on three carries. Dalton just trying to get something on the scoreboard. They have gone 10 consecutive quarters. And in 2 minutes and 50 seconds, they will have gone 11 consecutive quarters without scoring. They're down in this one, 14 to nothing. Coming out wide to the right-hand side is Steiner. Wide left, Weaver. Moving in motion, D'Alessandro. He gets a fake handoff, and Mitchell Clark is going to run it right up the middle and take it out to the 19-yard line for a gain of 4. And it will bring up 3rd down and 2 yards to go. Next week, the Bears are at Ripman. We're going to be outside in that one. That one is going to be a fun game. Hopefully the weather 
cooperates because we'll be outside, not in the press box at Rittman next week. Coming out wide to the right-hand side is Evan Hershberger, a junior. He's into the ballgame for the first time. Out wide left is Steiner. Fake handoff to Weaver. Throw up the middle, and it is over the head of Ramsire and incomplete. Nick Strasbaugh had the coverage on the play, but it was well overthrown by Mitchell Clark. And it's fourth down. Three yards to go for the Bulldogs from their own 19-yard line, and they'll be forced to punt the ball away. Back set to return, Nick Strasbaugh near midfield with 155 left in this first quarter. Candell dropping back to punt the ball away. The freshman, he'll punt it away from about his own 10, gets a good snap, gets a low line drive kick that Strasbaugh is going to let hit at the 50, bounce into Waynedale territory, and die at the 44-yard line. And that is where Waynedale will take it over at their own 44-yard line, up in this one by a score of 14 to nothing with 145 left in the first quarter. Uh, again, just a, a good start out for the Bears in this first quarter and um, just keep putting it together. I assume that they're probably going to stick on, on the run a little bit more. Um, that last possession, one of the pass plays we ran was a short little five-yard hitch and the defensive back for Dalton um, sat on it pretty well. It was still complete, so um, may see a little uh, hitch and go or uh, a short uh, route and uh, a go in this possession here. Diamond set up for the Bears out to the left-hand side. Now Reese Stanley sets up behind Brevin Reby. Throw out into the flat. It's complete to Nick Strasbaugh, but he's going to struggle to get back near the line of scrimmage and maybe pick up a yard out to the 45-yard line. Call it a one-yard gain for Nick Strasbaugh, second and nine on that completion. And that kind of got blown up uh, right from the get-go. The corner for Dalton, uh, Hershberger, came up and he came up pretty hard and made Nick uh, change his path and uh, Antoine wasn't quite able to get the block soon enough to let Nick get up the field. Spidell out wide right, out wide left is Bixler. Now Stanley and Strasbaugh set up behind Brevin Reby. On the counter it goes to Nick Strasbaugh across the 45 out to the 46-yard line. Give him another gain of a yard. That's his first carry of the night for Strasbaugh. And as we're under a minute and running left to go, it's third down and seven yards to go from the 46 of Waynedale. Bixler comes out wide left. Strasbaugh now in the stack formation behind Bixler. Out wide right is Spidell. Slot right is Antoine Lewis. And on the wing is Reed Stanley. Brevin Reby with an empty backfield on third and seven from the 46. He's going to drop back. Looks to his right. Now he sees Strasbaugh all alone at the 45, throws it out to him across midfield to the 50, to the 45. He's got the first down inside Dalton territory and inside the 40 and down to the 37-yard line. 16-yard pickup on the reception. That might have been the easiest pass and catch for uh, Reby this whole year. I mean, everybody went deep on uh, Bixler and nobody stayed to guard Strasbaugh. Empty backfield, same formation. Dropping back is Reby. He's going to throw it over the middle. It is complete. Down to the 22-yard line to Reed Stanley. His first catch of the night. Reed, with that catch, that is actually just his second reception of the year. 
15-yard reception, another first down. Pass out into the flat, complete to Nick Strasbaugh, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, struggles, and he's in for the score. 22-yard touchdown pass to Nick Strasbaugh, his 17th touchdown of the season, and the Bears have extended the lead out to 20 to nothing. And uh, Nick really did all the work there, just a quick little screen pass for him, and he broke uh, five, six tackles there and uh, carried some guys along and, and put it in the end zone. I'm sure uh, nobody's more excited to be back on the football field than Nick tonight. Obviously not. Twelfth touchdown pass of the year for Brevin Reby. Bears lead it 20 to nothing. Wanzik with the extra point. He mishit that one, but still gets it through the uprights. 6.8 seconds to go in this first quarter of play, and the Bears now lead it by a score of 21 to nothing. They pick the ball up to start the game at their own 40-yard line. Reed Stanley took it in for a score. Then they had it at their own 23. Reed Stanley again for a score. And now Nick Strasbaugh coming back from that injury a week ago. Scampers in from 22 yards out, and the Bears lead at 21 to nothing. Again, just uh, really want you, what you wanted to see uh, for the Bears. Um, as we talked earlier, it wasn't about um, much more than anything of working on yourself. It wasn't about really worrying about who the opponent was. Again, no disrespect to Dalton, but um, this week was about working on yourselves and working out all the kinks. And uh, so far, so good for the Bears. So with 6.8 seconds to go, Anthony Weaver is back set to return this one for Dalton along with Andrew Candell. Kicking it off is Justin Wanzik, Jarrett Wanzik, excuse me, and it's taken in by one of the upbacks for Dalton. That would be Kenton Troyer. And Troyer takes it across the 25, and he's going to be stopped at the 29-yard line. So Dalton will pick it up at their own 29-yard line, and that is going to do it for the first quarter of play. So your score at the end of one from Waynedale High School on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It is Waynedale 21 and Dalton nothing. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den, breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Well, the Bears are on top of this one by a score of 21-0 as we enter the second quarter of play. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. Two touchdowns by Reed Stanley and one for Nick Strasbaugh. And you may have just seen the end of Reed Stanley's night tonight. Yeah, a, a pretty good first quarter for him. We'll see if he comes out there in the second quarter, but he got a lot of touches there in the first quarter and, and did a, a great job. 
Mitchell Clark, the quarterback, hands off to D'Alessandro. Dalton going from right to left across your computer screen now. And he's going to be tackled and run out of bounds by Isaiah Menue over on the far side after he is stopped for just a one-yard gain. That's second carry of the night for D'Alessandro. They're going to give him about a half yard. It's peewee night here at Waynedale. The youth football league teams are going to be playing at halftime, putting on a show. And you can also get your Waynedale Youth Football League blankets here tonight. You can also order them if you want. They're $35 a piece. Second down 10 with 11.52. Moving in motion is Weaver and fake handoff. And Mitchell Clark's going to keep it off right tackle and take it across the 35 to the 36. So a gain of five yards on the carry for Mitchell Clark. He's got 17 yards rushing this evening. And it's third down, four yards to go from the Dalton 36-yard line is where they spot the ball. A couple uh, scores from local games. Worcester's up 6-3 on Mansfield Senior after the first quarter. Northwestern up 2-0 on Rittman after the first quarter. And Triway is tied with, um, I forget who's, who's their opponent, uh, CVCA 7-7. Mitchell Clark first quarter. takes it out to the 40-yard line, running that option to the right-hand side. Picks up four, and he's got the first down. Second first down of the night for Dalton. And that takes them out to the 40-yard line. Sam Farrar comes in for Ben Farrar. 11-10 to go on that defensive line. Wayndale likes to rotate those defensive linemen. But the strength of the Bears' defensive line all year, Pat, has been Adam Mullet on the right side and Antoine Lewis over there at that linebacker spot. Mitchell Clark puts D'Alessandro in motion. And the fake handoff to D'Alessandro. Mitchell Clark keeps it right up the middle, out to the 43-yard line. Gain of two yards on the carry for Clark. They like to run him a lot out of that quarterback position, second and eight. Yeah, he's uh, he's called his own number a lot. I think, what is that, four or five straight plays he's called his own number. Second down, eight yards to go, 10-23 remaining in the first half. At halftime, we'll talk about the Ohio State-Penn State game. Fake handoff to D'Alessandro, and Mitchell Clark's going to keep it right up the middle again, right behind the left guard, and he takes it out to the 44-yard line. Gain of about a yard on the play for for Mitchell Clark. Ball just shy of the 44, and it's third down and six yards to go. A long six. I don't know if this is a... Uh, Clark saying, I'm just going to you know, get mine and, and try to get a score in, or or if that's what our defense has given him, but um, that's, what, five plays in a row that he's called his own number. And now there's a flag down, an illegal procedure called against Dalton. Dalton's gone 11 consecutive quarters without scoring. 9.38 left to go in this first half, and they're down on the scoreboard 21 nothing, and that penalty marks them back five yards to the 39-yard line, their own 39, and now it's third down and 11. 9.38 to go in the first quarter, first half, excuse me. Next week we're in Rittman, and then the final week back at home for Smithville, and then after that, who knows? 
You'd think three wins in a row, that would get the Bears into the playoffs. It should, but uh, we'll find out, see what happens with these points. Mitchell Clark, out of an empty backfield, fake handoff on the jet, throws out into the flat, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Spencer Hurst around midfield, and it was a low throw. Coverage there on the play by Colton Purdy. Mitchell Clark is now 0 for 3 passing. That includes an interception. Ty Straits checks out of the ball game. And into the lineup is Cole Geyser, the junior. 9.14 to go in the first half. Now it's fourth down and 11. And in to punt the ball away is Candell. Andrew Candell, the freshman, back set to return is Aaron Spidell now. Back around his own 35-yard line set to return this one. Good snap. Candell gets a high floating kick that is kicked away from Spidell and out of bounds at around the 30-yard line. They're going to mark it out of bounds at the 29. 9.06 to go in this first half of play. 21-0 Waynedale on top of it, and they will take it over at their own 29-yard line. They've had the ball three times so far in this one, and they've had three touchdowns. Now, going back to your comment about the Bears liking to rotate their defensive linemen, uh, if you look, a lot of those guys are on the starting five of the offensive line, too. So that's just a, another way to, to keep them fresh because, as we saw last week, really one of those guys goes out, and they have some troubles there on the offensive line. So that's a good way to keep them fresh. Reed Stanley still in the ball game. Snap goes to Brevin Reby, throws it out into the flat, complete. It goes to Antoine Lewis, but he cannot get away from Mitchell Clark, but he does get about a yard gain on the play, on the reception. That is the second catch of the night for Antoine Lewis. And Brevin Reby is 6-for-6 six six passing. 8.45 to go. It's amazing how well this team plays when they're relaxed. Yeah, just uh, really looks like a totally different team tonight. I don't know if it's the opponent or, or just a different attitude, but just totally different. Moving in motion to the far side, Antoine Lewis. And a handoff on a shovel pass inside going to Reed Stanley. And he's going to be hard-pressed to get back to the line of scrimmage. They'll get him out across the 30, so maybe about a yard on the completion. And that's Reed Stanley's first catch of the night. And it'll be third down and eight yards to go. Bears need to get it just outside the 39-yard line. Obvious... uh passing situation here unless they see a big hole in the and the defense for doubt in the way they get set up but uh, we'll see if Reby can continue his streak trips to the left Colton Purdy out wide left out wide right is Reed Stanley Logan Stanley or check out Nick Strasbaugh on the backfield fake handoff to Nick Reby looks out to his left sees a lot of green to his right rolls to the right throws it over mm. the middle and past Colton Purdy he threw it behind him he had him open but he just threw it behind Colton Purdy at about midfield, and it will be fourth down, nine yards to go, and the Bears will be forced to punt for the first time this evening. He had him wide open. Great protection there uh, by the offensive line for Reby, and he was able to scan the field, and and Purdy came open across the middle, and he was wide open. Nobody within five yards of him just had to get the ball to him, and he had a lot of room to run. And we've got a change of punter. Colton Purdy is in. He's going to punt the ball for the first time this year. Jarrett Wanzik has been the punter, but Colton Purdy is coming in to punt the ball away from about his own 20. High snap, but Purdy gets it, and he's going to put it right-footed up the field. He's got an end-over-end kick, and it's going to bounce inside the 30 and be downed at the 25-yard line, so a 45-yard punt 
by Colton Purdy on a, pardon the pun, but a Purdy punt. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. He, like you said, had that nice uh, end over end and kind of died right before the returner. So uh, he was weary of, of returning that, catch, trying to catch that. So uh, nice first punt for Purdy. Dalton will take it over at their own 25-yard line where they downed it. They come out with Mitchell Clark and 7.27 left to go in this first half of play. We'll talk Ohio State, Penn State. Buckeyes are going to wear those black uniforms tomorrow night with the black helmets. That ought to be interesting. Yeah, like, it'll definitely be a sight to see. Um, you know, kind of a team that sticks to traditional stuff, but um, be a nice, well, we'll see if it's a nice little changeup. We will. Mitchell Clark, empty backfield. He's going to run it right up the middle across the 25 out to the 29-yard line on a gain of four. Tackle made by Antoine Lewis and Logan Stanley. Also Adam Mullet down at the bottom of that pile. So a four-yard gain on the play. Kyle Ice got up from the bottom of that pile also and looks like that knee's bothering him again. Yeah, just a you know, tough thing for Kyle. to He seems to get nicked up every game, and obviously you know, not something that's his fault. Um, but, uh, again, a tough player, and he's good to have out there on defense and on offense uh, blocking, but it just seems like every game he, he seems to get nicked up somehow. And Fake handoff up the middle. Clark. Clark breaks it across the 35 to the 40. He's in the clear into midfield, across into Waynedale territory, breaks a tackle. He's at the 15 to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown! Mitchell Clark just broke it 71 yards for a touchdown, and Dalton has broken that streak of 11 straight quarters without a score. And uh, at the end of that, he did, uh, he kissed his bicep. <laughs> okay. When you've won one game and haven't scored a touchdown in, what, 12 quarters, and you finally score one, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Tommy Calais is in to attempt the extra point. He is an extreme sidewinder with 6.28 to go, 21-6 the score. Snap is down, kick is up, and he drilled it right through the uprights. There's an official timeout on the field, 6.28 to go in the first half. And your score, Waynedale 21, Dalton 7. When it comes to cheering on your team, chips and dip don't cut it. So build a better game plan, one that starts with tender, juicy pork. Kick things off with a pork tenderloin and sausage flatbread. Serve a slam dunk with sweet and spicy pork kebabs, or hit it out of the park with hearty pork meatball sandwiches. With pork, there are countless ways to keep game day going strong. Find more winning ideas at porkbeinspired.com. Brought to you by Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy-to-install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Mitchell Clark with a 71-yard touchdown run, and he's drawn the Bulldogs within 21-7 with 6.28 left to go in the first quarter, first half. Kicking the ball off will be Luke Wiseman. He's a senior. Number three on the back of his road white uniforms for the Bulldogs and black numerals. 
Wiseman gets a high end over end kick to the far side. It'll be taken in by, looked like one of the upbacks, Isaiah Menue, and he stepped out of bounds when he caught the ball right at the 24 yard line, and that's where the Bears will take it over, first and 10 from their own 24. That's obviously one that if you're catching the ball, standing on the sideline, just let it go and get it up to the 35. I didn't get to see who it was that missed the tackle on Mitchell Clark at about the 25-yard line, but that's been the tale this year. When the Bears have not played well, it's been because they missed tackles. Yeah, look, I, I believe it was Logan Stanley, uh, which is something that you don't see too often from him, but uh, that's, that's absolutely correct. When they're not playing well, they're missing tackles. Wing formation, moving in motion, Strasbaugh. He gets the handoff on the jet. Strasbaugh cuts it to the 35, down to the 37-yard line. So he picked up 13 yards on that carry for Nick Strasbaugh and a first down. Just the second carry of the night for Nick. Bears have been trying to find different ways to get him the football tonight. They've lined him up in several different positions. He's out slot left right now. Bixler out wide left. Aaron Spidell wide right, that's to the near side. Moving in motion is Antoine Lewis. He gets it on the jet around the left-hand side, sees some blocking, cuts it out to the sideline, and there's going to be a flag down as he is brought down at the 41, make it the 40-yard line after a gain of three, but looks like there's going to be a hold called against the Bears, and it will be. So the hold called against Wayndale, their fifth penalty of the night, will negate that pickup by Antoine Lewis. And the... Uh as you said before, when the Bears aren't tackling well, they're not playing well either. Well, when they're getting penalties and shooting themselves in the foot, they're not able to overcome it. So that's something that they need to continue to work on. And it always happens in a cluster. They do them in bunches. Then they go a while, and then they do it again. Yep, exactly. Brevin Reby with Reed Stanley behind him. Counter throws it out into the flat and threw it behind Nick Strasbaugh and out of bounds. Brevin Reby was hit hard by Cody Steiner after he threw that ball. And the officials kind of waited for a second to make sure that the ball was thrown in a forward pass and not a lateral to Nick Strasbaugh. But the incompletion, second one in a row by Brevin after he threw seven straight completions. 5.43 left to go. Spidell is out of the ball game. Logan Stanley comes in. 5.43 left, 21-7. Bears on top of it. Sorry, that's one of the things that you kind of question mark with the Bears last week especially is if he's catching the ball and throwing it right away, why is he getting hit? Reby with Logan Stanley behind him. Handoff goes to Stanley right up the middle across the 30 and out to the 32-yard line on third down and 28. So the Bears went with a running play, a very conservative call out to the 32 and a gain of four for Logan Stanley, his first carry of the night. And now it will be third down. Now might make it third down and 14. The yard marker across the way was wrong. It had third down, and now it is third down. And we're seeing a lot of, uh, at least I am, a lot of different substitutions as far as the skill positions go. I'm getting a lot of different guys in there. Um, so that's obviously something that the Bears wanted to work on this week. Five wide for the Bears. Dropping back is Reby. He looks out to the right side. It's complete to Antoine Lewis at the 38. And he's brought down on a great tackle on the play by Evan Hershberger right at the 38-yard line. A gain of five on that completion. And it's fourth down, nine yards to go. That's the third catch of the night for Antoine Lewis. 
but the Bears will be forced to punt, and it will be Colton Purdy again, punting the ball away on fourth down and eight from the 38-yard line of Waynedale. Back set to return is Spencer Hurst at about his own 30. Purdy will punt the ball away from around the 25. Now, now it's going to be a fake. Reby, the up back. He catches the ball. He's going to throw it upfield on the fake, and it is incomplete. He threw it into a crowd where Nick Strasbaugh and Antoine Lewis were right there, but Nick could not come down with the football. So on the fake punt, the Bears turn it over on downs. And uh, he had to scramble there, you know, which you kind of expect with a fake punt. Guys are, are rushing in, and usually they run past the up back, but he had to scramble there. And as you said, had Nick and Antoine right there in the same spot. Um, and fell incomplete, but he had Tucker Worth coming open across the middle. If he would have just taken a little bit of a peek, I know that's easy to say from up here, but um, he had him wide open across the middle and would have got an easy first down there. So Dalton takes it over in Waynedale territory at the 38-yard line. First and 10, 4.15 to go. Dalton only down by two scores after that 70-yard touchdown scamper. Clark's going to keep it right up the middle inside the 35 of Waynedale and down to the 34. Fumble on the play. Bears are signaling they've got it, and they do. So the fumble, the second one of the night by Dalton. This time they cough it up and lose it, and the Bears regain the ball back at their own 30-yard line. Boy, a big fumble. They had five of them last week against Chippewa. They lost four of them. They've had two here tonight and lost one. And just, uh, you know, obviously Dalton shooting themselves in the foot, but if I'm Waynedale defensively at halftime, the adjustment you make, at least in my opinion, put eight guys in the box up the middle and key in on, on Clark because he's not looking to hand the ball off. He's looking to keep it and, and do everything himself. He is. Reby, empty backfield. Now moving in motion, Antoine Lewis on the near side. He gets it on the jet around the left-hand side. Cuts it upfield at the 30 to the 20, 35, and he was one man away from breaking that one, and he was run out of bounds at the 41-yard line after a gain of 11. Exactly as you said, one man away from, from breaking that. And we, you know, I've honestly seen that a lot the past couple weeks as it seems like the Bears have been one man away from breaking off a big play. And, uh, again, as is the case just then. Nick Strasbaugh out in the Wildcat now on first and ten from their own 42. We're under four minutes and running left to go. Wing formation moving in motion. Reed Stanley. Fake handoff. Nick slipped, but he breaks a tackle across the 40 out to the near side, and he's going to be brought down right at the 40. He lost two yards on the carry. That just blew up right away, Pat, because he slipped when he got the football and could never regain control. Yeah, and uh, something we didn't really talk about too much was uh, we did get some rain through earlier, and along with the cold conditions, the field didn't get a chance to dry up as much as it could, and you know, obviously the cold's going to bring a little bit of moisture as well, so that's really the first time we saw it tonight, though. Bixler out wide left, Strasbaugh slot left, out wide right is Spidell moving a motion from slot right is Antoine Lewis, handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley, and Stanley takes it out to the 45-yard line for a gain of four yards on the carry for Reed Stanley. He's got 110 yards here tonight unofficially on nine carries. 2.57 to go, and it's third down and seven for the Bears just shy of the 45-yard line. Bears go with that sugar huddle. Reed Stanley in the backfield next to Brevin Reby. Now he moves from the right side to the left side of Brevin. 
Moving in motion is Nick Strasbaugh. Fake handoff on the counter. Throws out into the flat. Reby complete to Spidell. Inside Dalton territory at the 48-yard line. And he is close to a first down after an 8-yard reception. And they will give him the first down. First catch of the night for Aaron Spidell on that 8-yard reception. He's a, he's a kid, too, that I'm sure the Bears are going to try to look at getting the ball to a little bit more. Handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley. Flag down in the middle of the pile. Stanley breaks it across the 30 to the 25. He's going to be brought down at the 23, but it's all going to come back as there is a flag down near the line of scrimmage, and it looks like it's going to be a hold against Waynedale, and it will be. So negate that big pickup by Reed Stanley. Boy, talking with Matt Zerker earlier this week, they were going to put Reed on a play count, and there was even some discussion about sitting him down for the next two weeks because of that high ankle sprain. That penalty is going to mark them all the way back to the 46-yard line in their own territory. But the way he's come out here and looked tonight, Pat, he doesn't look like he's got anything bothering him at all. No, not at all. Uh, he's he's looking good tonight. Handoff up the middle. Fake handoff to Stanley. Pitch out on the left-hand side to Antoine Lewis. Cuts inside a block across midfield into Dalton territory again at the 49-yard line. Gain of five yards on that pickup for Antoine. He's got four carries tonight. 44 yards on the ground. 11 yards. A carry. Average. And it's second down and 11 from the 49-yard line. Reby with Reed Stanley right behind him, now fakes the handoff and throws it out into the flat. It is complete at the line of scrimmage to Antoine Lewis, but he slipped and dropped down to a knee. And he caught the ball, but he just stopped it right at the line of scrimmage for complete, but for no gain, and it will be third down, 12 yards to go. And Bears are going to take a timeout, their first of this first half of play. So we will also a minute 40 left to go in the first half and your score. It's Waynedale, 21 Dalton, 7. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store providing fresh local meats, ready to go meals and a full service deli. Harvest Market is your one stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get together leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. 1.40 to go in this one in the first half of play. We are going to talk Ohio State football at halftime. We'll be taking on Penn State tomorrow night. But in this one, Waynedale leads it 21 to 7. And the Bears use their first time out. Now Strasbaugh and Reed Stanley back behind Brevin Reby. In the pistol. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throws it into the backfield. A backward pass to Strasbaugh. They're going to throw it upfield to Aaron Spidell, and it is over his head and incomplete. Boy, a well-designed play there to throw the lateral to Nick Strasbaugh on third and 12, but he just threw it over the head of Aaron Spidell and incomplete. Now that's something that we actually saw them do last year um, against Norway in that, uh, in that win last year against Norway. Um, and it worked out that time for a touchdown. Uh, unfortunately, this time he threw it a little bit too far. And now the Bears will use their second timeout as 
there may be some discussion here as to whether or not they want to go for it. I think the smart play here, though, actually, up 21-7, Pat, is just punt the ball away, put Dalton deep in their own territory here at the end of the first half. You're going to get the ball at the beginning of the second half anyway. Whereas if you go for it here and don't make it, you're going to give Dalton the football somewhere near the 50-yard line with a minute and a half to go in all three timeouts. Well, I think I disagree with you there. Uh, I think I think I would go for it. Your defense is, is playing all right, barring you know one big play from from Clark, and uh, you just want to instill confidence in your into your guys. Well, you're you right. Know, had you been rolling this past couple weeks and you get stopped, you kind of say, okay, let's let's pin them deep and and go into halftime with the lead and get the ball. But uh, when you're struggling to score the football and and that type of stuff. I think uh, this is a pretty good call to, to go for it and see if you can't convert. And they will go for it. Receivers out wide on both sides. Moving in motion, Antoine Lewis. Single setback, Stanley. Dropping back and rolling out to his left is Reby. He's going to throw it deep up the left-hand side, and it's going to be over everyone's head and incomplete. Knocked down at the last minute by Anthony Weaver and Mitchell Clark. So the incompletion on the throw gives the ball back on downs to Dalton near midfield. Now Dalton. We'll take it over, first and ten, at their own 49-yard line. And that was a good play design, but I think uh, Brevin thought he may have been pressured a little bit more than what he actually was. Um, Seemed like he just tried to do his rollout and get rid of it quicker than he needed to um, and just overthrew everybody. So now Dalton with three timeouts, ball at their own 49-yard line, and a minute 24 to go in the first half, down 21-7. to Clark comes out in an empty backfield. They've got three receivers out wide to the far side, which is the right, and Cody Steiner is wide left. Handoff goes to D'Alessandro around the left-hand side, cuts it inside Waynedale territory and down to the 46-yard line. Gain of five yards on the carry for D'Alessandro, just his third carry of the night. He's got eight yards. And it's second down and five yards to go. And the clock continues to move with a minute five and running in this half. Ball at the 46-yard line of Waynedale. Mitchell Clark, empty backfield. Slaps his hands, now drops back. Looks over the middle for the pass. Now he's going to be flushed out of the pocket. Hit and drop! First sack of the night for the Bears. Brought down by Tristan Anderson. First sack of the evening for the Bears. Registered by Tristan Anderson. And now Dalton will have to use a timeout as the ball gets all the, marked all the way back inside their own territory to the 46. And a good uh, good pressure there by Anderson. Good coverage by the secondary. Made Clark, he did a little pump fake and uh, you know brought the ball down. And by the time he brought the ball down, Anderson was in the backfield tackling him. Bears got great pressure up front by that defensive line, which is one thing that they haven't done in the last couple of weeks. And You brought up a good point here, Pat, earlier. The ball's going to be resting at the 46-yard line, third and 12. With That's wrong. <laughs> the, the, the clock is wrong. 50 seconds. Yeah, the clock now, they're going to put it at 49.5 seconds left to go in a half. Is it that the Bears are playing so well and their attitude is different and they're more relaxed, or is it just the caliber of the opponent? That's a good question. Well, it seems like they came out in a, in a good, relaxed manner. Um, we're there. I, I think they know there's not any pressure right now to put on themselves. Um, a home game's pretty much out the window. 
league titles out the window. They just got to win games to get in the playoffs. But I think they're in a point now, at least offensively, where they're too relaxed. Mitchell Clark with a single setback behind him. That's Candell. He drops straight back, looks around. Now is under a heavy rush. He's going to be hit and dropped again by Anderson. Two consecutive sacks by Tristan Anderson. Takes it all the way back to the 38-yard line. And it'll bring up fourth down and an eternity. After the loss of, again, nine yards on the play. Boy, two big back-to-back sacks by Tristan Anderson. And Mitchell Clark just could not get away from him. 40.1 seconds left to go before halftime. And Dalton has used a timeout. Actually, Waynedale used that timeout. I think Dalton used the timeout the play before, which I thought it was Wayndo as well, but I had them for out of timeout, so Dalton must use the timeout the play before on the first sack, which uh, I don't really understand. Well, <laughs> but um, nevertheless, the Bears are going to get the ball back. Um, now the Bears are going to put two men back to return this punt if that is exactly what they're going to do. Mitchell Clark is the up back, and Alex Alger, a freshman, is dropping back to punt this ball away, or at least that's what it looks like he's going to do. Mitchell Clark is the up back, remember that. Dropping back set to return is Strasbaugh. High snap, but Alger gets it. He's going to punt the ball away. Strasbaugh and Spideller back to get the punt, and the ball is just going to be downed at the 35-yard line with 32.6 seconds to go. And the Bears will take it over at their own 35-yard line. All right, so 32 seconds left. Uh, I, I think uh, if you're Coach Zerker, you you roll the dice and and uh, you try to get some yardage here and, and try to punch one in. You know, you don't have any timeouts, so your guys are want to get going to get out of bounds. But um, you know, try to get that confidence up again and and get something in before halftime. Reby, single setback. Now he drops back, throws it out into the flat. It is complete to Aaron Spidell, but he didn't get out of bounds. Gain of three yards on that completion to Aaron Spidell. It will be second down and seven yards to go. Ball at the 37-yard line. Second down, six yards to go. Reby, fake handoff. Throws out into the flat, complete to Antoine Lewis, and he runs out of bounds to stop the clock at the 44-yard line. So a gain of six on that reception. That's the fifth catch of the night for Antoine. 35 yards total receiving here tonight. And it's third down and about a yard to go. They need to get across the 45. Ten seconds left in this first half. Dropping back is Reby. Reby looks up the right side. It is complete and dropped by Antoine Lewis. He had it, but he was so intent on trying to get out of bounds to stop the clock, he just forgot the football. And it's fourth down and about a yard to go with 6.6 seconds, and the Bears will go for it. We'll see here. I think uh, if they go out of the empty backfield, uh, we may see a a draw or a screen pass. Uh, Reed Stanley lined up with Reby, so we may see a draw or a screen pass here because it's just too far for uh, Hail Mary. Trips out to the far side, Reed Stanley, and a fake handoff to Stanley. They're going to throw it over the middle, and it is intercepted. Boy, Nick Strasbaugh got knocked down on that pass pattern. It was intercepted by Dalton, and that was Cody Steiner that intercepted the pass, 
and he is tackled immediately by Isaiah Menue, and that ends the first half of play. That is for Brevin Reby, just his ninth interception of the year. He's had a touchdown pass. Reed Stanley, two touchdowns, and Nick Strassball with a touchdown. And as we head into halftime, your score here from Waynedale. It is the Waynedale Golden Bears 21 and the Dalton Bulldogs 7. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by Yoder Builders in Orville, 684-1050. The Apple Creek drive through on Main Street in Apple Creek. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. The Spidell Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. And the Apple Creek Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. OHSAA Commissioner Dr. Dan Ross on safe driving. Car crashes are the leading cause of fatality among teens 15 to 18 in our country. We all need to do our part to help reduce accidents that are due to distracted driving and texting while driving. Parents and coaches, please set the rules for when it's appropriate for your kids to use a cell phone. We want to see all of you at the next ballgame. A message from the Ohio High School Athletic Association. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Now back to the field for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Welcome back to Waynedale High School, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell with tonight's Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. Ohio State continued their winning ways Saturday afternoon, and they will be back at home tomorrow night for a blackout night as they are going to premiere their all-black uniforms against Penn State on ABC TV. That's perhaps buoyed more by the thought that it finally has a two-quarterback system that appears to be workable. Cardell Jones threw for a career-high 291 yards last week in the 49-28 win over Maryland, while J.T. Barrett came in when the team was in the red zone and he wound up rushing for three touchdowns as the Buckeyes went six for six inside the red zone. Barrett was accountable for five of those TDs. So Coach Urban Meyer was asked if that's the way it's going to be again this week and for the weeks to come. I think so, but I, you know, I'm not writing that in Sharpie yet. You know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it was, I think everyone on our team, uh, to see him and his energy, and, and, uh, and he's a good player. And he gives us that extra. Cardell can certainly run, but this, when you have that threat, you saw it Saturday, and you have to defend that now. JT's got the personality and the work ethic and the respect amongst everybody in this room. And that's not saying Cardell does it, because Cardell's plays his tail off now. So... Um, that's a good good issue right now. So if Barrett is the red zone quarterback going forward, why isn't he good enough to be the starter over Jones? For JT to be the quarterback, he's got to beat Cardell out. There's no anointing. And does that make sense? And so I look at it. I look at that picture for someone to go play defensive tackle here. They have to beat out Adolphus Washington. Now that doesn't mean there's good ones in there that we're going to get in the game somehow. But for him to be the full-time guy, you've got to go beat out Josh Perry, Rayquan McMillan, and they have to beat him out. And so that has not happened. Uh, that doesn't mean it's been very close because it has been. And with that in mind, just how does Meyer deal with the fact that Jones is good enough to be the quarterback between the 20s but not in the red zone? 
I think Cardell continues to grow as a human being, as a, as a young man, as a person that I have a lot of respect for. Uh, maybe that respect wasn't there two years ago because he hadn't earned it, and I think that's the same. My thought, and the reason I say my, because I'm talking about the whole program, there's an incredible amount of respect for that kid now and the way he handled this, the way he's... I, I didn't see the quotes, but Jerry asked me about, can he go visit with you guys? And certainly, you know, he's, he's earned that right. And I imagine he would have said all the right things. Because I, I did. I think he's earned the right to have that conversation. Now we're going to do what's best for the team. But he was involved in that conversation. And uh, like I said, two years ago, he w- would not have been. People earn things around here, and he's really earned a lot of opportunity to let me know what, what his thoughts are. Well, winning a national championship will do that for you. The Buckeyes are still sitting number one in both major polls and riding the nation's longest winning streak at 19 while preparing for Penn State tomorrow night. Meanwhile, the Nittany Lions are 5-1, and one, and they almost upset the Buckeyes last year, taking them into overtime before the game was ended on a Joey Bosa sack. But when you look at Penn State now, Myers says their defense is their most impressive attribute. Excellent defense. I think they're top ten. They, they, I haven't seen the final stats, but they had a hard time moving them last year. Very good defense. Offensively seems to be they're coming in their own. I have not spent a lot of time watching their offense. Um, started slow, but they're, I mean, they're really moving it. Um, so obviously we have a lot of respect for Penn State. Their players, great, great players. The Buckeyes are tied with Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State for the top spot in the Big Ten's Eastern Division. However, the Spartans and Bucks are unbeaten, so considering the fact Ohio State hasn't played up to everyone's expectations so far, but hammered Maryland last week, just how well is Ohio State playing, according to the coach? I think a very good team that uh, gave up 130, 130 yards to a scrambling quarterback that, you know, they came out, and, and I give uh, Mike Loxley a lot of credit. They came out and uh, went back to kind of his roots when he was at Illinois as the offense coordinator. Pure spread offense against us, Q runs. To, you know, we stopped the tailback. That's two weeks in a row that we, you know, basically eliminated the run game other than the quarterback run. And uh, they had some Q runs, but what really hurt us, that long one was just a scramble. We're in quarters defense, the defensive line got out of uh, position, and he took off and ran straight ahead. And, uh, but I, I, I like, and I, I disregard the last touchdown against our defense. That was simply a ridiculous play on offense that uh, the game should have been over. We're already, the twos and threes were already in the game, and, and so we gave up 21 points. One was a touchdown pass, and we were a little bit out of position, not necessarily the player's fault. And then the other one was a, a long run. So I think defensively, I like where we're at. Offense, that was our best performance. You know, the penalties, red zone production. Uh, four penalties on offensive line in the first half. That was the only negative the whole really day. High-end execution in a pass game. And um, so I'm pleased with where we're at. And possibly the reason for that is the maturization of Braxton Miller. It takes time to learn a new position, especially when you've been a start at another. But Miller seems to be coming into his own as the H-back slash receiver. And Meyer is just figuring out how to integrate him more fully in the offense. He's got some big-time goals, and he should. He's very blessed. And uh, he wants to play at the next level. And so we take that very upon, uh, very personal upon ourselves. We've had great success developing receivers for the next level. That doesn't necessarily equate to 160 catches a year or 110. Or, you know, sometimes that's just a product of the style of offense. Or we like to fully, like a Philly 
Brown. The reason he's playing isn't just because he can catch a pass. It's because he can get lined up, go block, and function in an offense, a balanced offense. And that's our job. I promised Braxton we'd do everything we possibly could to get him ready to go so he can maybe have a career in football and also help Ohio State. So that we, he's full, as of right now, he is fully integrated as a wide receiver at Ohio State. He was not early in the season. He didn't know what to do because the, the – you know, good. You know, whatever it is, we're we're 50 50. I think we're 230 rush, 230 pass, which is about we want to be a little bit more yards, but we want to be balanced. So half the game, you're going to be getting your hands on someone, blocking, and uh, he's done a much better job with that. That probably has a lot to do with the fact that the offense is moving the ball better now that Miller knows what he is doing. And then there's the fact that Miller has become comfortable enough finally to want the ball in his hands in crucial parts of the game, moving into the upper echelon of players at Ohio State. Every good quality player wants the football, and we don't discourage that. That goes back to my days in 1986 here when Chris Carter was playing receiver. He really wanted the ball. And what did Coach Bruce do? Gave him the ball. So, you know, I don't, the, the, we don't look at that as a negative. Now it becomes a social media uh, fiasco and uh, selfish where it's getting away in production. And, but when we go out and recruit skilled athletes, we want them that want the ball. And so when me and Braxton have conversations, it's about how do we get him the ball and make sure he's fundamentally sound to do it. And then there's the discussion of the all black uniforms that the Buckeyes will be wearing tomorrow night. Athletic Director Gene Smith said, a lot of discussion went into the decision to go with these unis. Ohio State has worn an alternate uniform in at least one game a year starting in 2009, and that was the first rendition submitted by Nike. But they sent it back for changes, including a brighter scarlet number and stripes on the pants. But the decision to wear these unis wasn't an easy one to make. The story goes as they came in last year, and uh, I think, Gene, every year that we, I think every year we do a, I don't get real involved with the uniforms, and then, uh, you know, especially a place like Ohio State where, you know, you're knee-deep in tradition, and so uh, Nike came to us, and we, you know, what do you think of this? And our, my first reaction, no way, no chance, and I looked at it, I said, whoa, and it looked pretty sharp, and then uh, Gene looked at it, Granted, I think there's some channels that uh, everybody has to run them through to make sure that they're on par with what's expected at Ohio State. And then you start thinking about the student body, the fans, you know, a unique experience of recruiting players, and it's kind of a unique experience. While Penn State fans have made Beaver Stadium an intimidating place to play when they have their annual whiteout, including last year's overtime victory by Ohio State. It remains to be seen what kind of effect the blackout will have tomorrow night at the horseshoe. As far as the game is concerned, Ohio State 6-0, and Penn State 5-1. and That will be on ABC tomorrow night at 8 o'clock from the horseshoe on blackout on ABC. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more of our Apple Creek Bank halftime report after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, 
community-driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Twenty-one-seven. Your score here at halftime. Waynedale on top of Dalton. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Pat Mitchell, as we're bringing you this action on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Glad to have you along here this evening for this one. The Bears trying to break that two-game losing streak, Pat, and it, they have come out and really smacked the Bulldogs in the mouth so far in this first half. But they need to keep this up in the second half and and continue this this performance throughout four quarters. Yeah, really, the uh, first three possessions for the Bears is what did it. Uh, and then, as I said a little bit before halftime, seems like they almost got a little bit too relaxed. Um, they just kind of let off the throttle a little bit. But um, all in all, so far, pretty much a dominating performance. You know, you take away one big play by Dalton, and uh, the defense isn't really giving up too much. So, uh, pretty good performance by the Bears so far. So far, yes. And Reed Stanley, as we said, coming into this one, he had the high ankle sprain. There had been some discussions about whether they would even let him play over the next couple of weeks. But as it happened, he is playing tonight, and he's doing an outstanding job over 80 yards rushing in this one, two touchdown runs. And he doesn't look like he's got any effects of that ankle sprain whatsoever. No, he uh, he looks pretty good tonight, but um, everything's everything feels a lot better when the first play you, you have is a 42-yard touchdown run. So, um, but yeah, he he looks pretty good tonight. Looks uh, healthy from what we see, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how much he plays here in the second half. What kind of scores do you have going on this evening around the area, Pat? Uh, so far locally in the uh, WCAL halftime, Chippewa is up 14-7. Uh, to 7. Uh, A little bit of a shocker there, obviously, with Chippewa dominating their opponents lately, but uh, they're still up. Uh, Tuslaw is up 7-6 to 6 on Tusky Valley. Uh, again, that's a game that the Bears are going to want to keep an eye on for points from Tusky Valley. And uh, Northwestern is up 9-6 to six on Ritman at halftime. Who would have thunk it? They got a safety to start out, and that's how they're up with the 9-6 to six score so far. We're going to take a look at the stat story of tonight's game. We'll do that when we return on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave Mitchell, Pat Mitchell back here at Waynedale High School. Bears on top of a 21-7. There's some activities going on for Waynedale tomorrow. In Saturday volleyball, the Bears will be at Dalton. That game will kick off at about 11 o'clock. The JV football game will be going on tomorrow at Dalton. That's at 10 a.m. 
The Waynedale Cross Country team is at the WCAL Championships in Smithville at 9 o'clock, and there's a girl-boy doubleheader in soccer tomorrow. The girls get underway against Norwayne at 11, and then the boys will be underway at 1 o'clock. That is at Norway. 21-7, your score here. The Bears over the Bulldogs, and here with a look at the first half stat story is Patrick. Uh, we'll start off with Dalton. Uh, total offense, 107 yards on 23 plays. Zero yards through the air, and obviously the 107 yards are all on the ground. Four penalties for 25 yards, two turnovers for the Bulldogs. Four first downs, three on the ground, one through penalty. Mitchell Clark passing, zero for four for zero yards and one interception. Mitchell Clark does lead the way in the rushing category, however. He has 13 attempts on 95 carries, or 13 attempts, 95 yards, excuse me, one touchdown. Next uh, closest in the attempt category is Dominic D'Alessandro. He has three carries for seven yards. Uh, Spencer Hurst has one carry for four yards, and Andrew Candell, two carries for one yard. Switching over to Waynedale, they have 253 yards of total offense right now on 36 plays. That's seven yards per play. 106 yards through the air, 147 on the ground. Six penalties, however, for the Bears for 50 yards. So, uh, I know obviously something that they haven't been shaked, been able to shake quite yet is the penalty uh, errors. 11 first downs, six on the ground, five through the air. Brevin Reby, 13 of 19 for 106 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Reed Stanley leading the way on the ground, eight carries for 84 yards and two touchdowns. Antoine Lewis has four carries for 46 yards. Nick Strasball, three carries for 13 yards. Logan Stanley has one carry for four yards. Receiving, Nick Strasball leading the way. He has four catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. Antoine Lewis, five catches for 36 yards. Reed Stanley, two catches for 15 yards. And Aaron Spidell, two catches for 12 yards. And your score here at halftime, it is Waynedale 21 and the Bulldogs 7. We'll be back with more from Waynedale after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in their customers' lives and help customers choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned, community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, it's just a gorgeous night for football. A little chilly. We were talking earlier this evening, Pat, about how, you know, back in the first three games when it was hot, muggy, and everybody was coming to the ball game in shorts and a t-shirt, now you get down into the, the latter part of October and it's a little chilly outside and we're starting to get more into football weather. Yeah, it's uh, crazy how football season just transitions like that so easily. I mean, it, it honestly feels like a couple weeks ago we were in the uh, shorts and the t-shirts. So, um, you know, obviously getting a little bit cooler, but as long as the rain stays away, then I'm okay with that. And speaking of which, those first three games, Pat, when we were talking about those first three games, this is reminiscent of them because the Bears would get off to a good start and then slow down for the rest of the game. And we talked about that as they headed into the Wayne County Athletic League. They weren't going to be able to do that. Now tonight, they need to keep the foot on the accelerator and continue to put pressure on this Dalton team. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
they they need to get back to how they started this game off. Um, obviously, they started off very strong, scoring on their first three possessions, and then kind of slowed down a little bit. So um, that's definitely going to want to be the game plan: is let's let's get going again. Let's get this score, you know, even further apart, and uh, show our dominance and get confidence going into the last two weeks. So the Bears are on top of it by a score of 21 to seven. Pat, if you're Matt Zerker and you're in the locker room now and you, of course the Bears are out, but if you were in the locker room and you've got this 14-point lead, what are you telling your team to do here in the second half? I think you're just trying to tell them to get back to, to the way you started the game. Um, you got a little uh, lackadaisical and um, just didn't do things with as much intensity as they did to start the game off. So um, pick that intensity back up and um, get it going again. And I guess the question I've got is, how does Jarrett Wanzik decide what number he's going to wear before the game? You know, that's a, a pretty good question. I don't know if that's determined by the coaches or by him. Or, um, you know, we really don't ever see him offensively. So it re- really doesn't matter what number he is. I mean, he's 64 or 46. 64 would obviously be a lineman number. And 46 would be more of a tight end number. Um, but again, you know... We don't really ever see him offensively, so I don't know how they choose that. No, I don't either. But And he, of course, is perfect on extra points here this evening. 21-7, the Bears on top of it. We've got second-half action coming up for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on Ultimate Sports Talk. Handoff goes to Stanley. Breaks it across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50. He's in midfield, and he is gone! Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Shaw Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Deb's Den and Apple Creek, Casa de Sassi, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Wayndale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, they snuck in a promotion on us tonight. They're inter- they are introducing former cheerleaders here at Wayndale High School. And how many of them down there do you know, Pat? Uh, I know a few of them. Uh, they're doing <laughs> coaches as well. Um, you know, I've I've seen some of the later ones from coaching, but uh, there's four of them down there that I went to school with. So um, not a huge turnout for for that, but I've been seeing on Facebook they've been trying to get some around, and obviously people moved away and and whatnot. But uh, you know they don't really get recognized that often, so it's it's nice to take a little time out to recognize them as well. No, they don't now. We asked about what Matt Zerker said in the locker room. What about if you're Mike Doty? You're only down 14 points. And the Bears have had a tough time stopping Mitchell Clark on that quarterback draw. Well, if you're, again, if you're Wendell, you focus on what you did in the first quarter. If you're Doughton, you focus on what you did in the second quarter. Um, Obviously, being able to get more stops defensively and, and have the Bears punt or turn it over on downs. And you want to get back to playing good defense. And, um... You know, with uh, with Mitchell Clark, he's he's obviously uh, taking o- trying to take over this ball game. You know, has the one touchdown, so 
but he does have a, a tur the two turnovers for the Bear or the Bulldogs as well. So we'll see if they try to spread it out a little bit more. Um, but I would imagine he's probably going to keep calling his own number. And the question is, just how much longer are we going to see Reed Stanley? The, the game plan was he's on a play count, but he has run the ball so well tonight and has not looked like he has even lost a step from that sprained ankle. You've got to wonder just how long he's going to play. Yeah, exactly. Um, as, we, as we were told, he'd, he'd be on a play count, but uh, they may just kind of say, hey, Reed, how you feeling? And uh, they may throw that out the window a little bit and see see how he's doing. And if he's feeling okay, they'll just let him keep going. Um, or, you know, they may stick to that strict play count. And um, Looks like he's, he's getting his legs warmed up, so he's going to play at least to start off this half. But we'll see how long that lasts. So the Bears will get the ball to start this second half of play. Dalton will kick it off. It is 21-7, Waynedale on top of it. We're going to try to keep an eye on the scores elsewhere around the area, like we had said at the uh, top of the pregame show, there are certain games that we are going to be keeping an eye on. For example, that Hillsdale-Norwayne game, the Bears would like to see Hillsdale win that one, of course. Smithville at Chippewa. Chippewa was just up uh, by a few points in that one over Smithville, and Northwestern up just 9-6 over Rittman. And, of course, the Bears will be in Rittman next week to take on the Indians in the final regular season road game of the year. And uh, real quick before they kick off, Norway's up 19 to nothing on Hillsdale at halftime. Luke Wiseman's going to kick it off, the senior for the Dalton Bulldogs. The Bears are going from left to right across your computer screen. Nick Strasbaugh back set to return. Wiseman kicks it off, and it is over the head of Menue, and it will go into the end zone for a touchback. So the Bears will start it the second half from their own 20-yard line. First down, 10 yards to go with Brevin Reby at control of the quarterback position and a 21-7 lead here on a chilly Friday night where the temperature so far here this evening is right around 47 degrees for this one, but virtually no wind whatsoever at Waynedale High School. Reby leads the team out onto the field. Bixler goes out wide left, which is the far side. Coming out wide right this time is Nick Strasbaugh in the slot right is Antoine Lewis. Single setback is Reed Stanley. Now moving in motion is Antoine Lewis to the far side. Handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley. Now check it. That's Logan Stanley. He takes it across the 25 out to the 26-yard line. So Logan Stanley with his second carry of the night picks up. Well, they're going to give him seven yards on that carry. So he's got two carries tonight for 11 yards. Bears in the hurry up on second down three. Antoine Lewis, fake handoff. It goes up the middle now to Logan Stanley. He'll take it across the 30. He's got the first down out to the 34-yard line. Seven-yard gain for Logan Stanley. And the Bears have their initial first down here in the second half. Now they'll move again quickly as they go with that no huddle. First down 10 from the 34-yard line in their own territory. Lewis in motion to the far side. He gets it on the sweep around the left-hand side. Cuts across the 35, out to the 40. He's going to be gang-tackled and brought down near the 43-yard line. He's close to a first down after about an 8-yard gain on the play. And Reed Stanley is out there. They're lining him up in a slot, however. Yeah, you're right. He is, but he's in the slot. So not his normal position with uh, Ruby in the backfield, but he is out there in, in a wing slot 
position. He is at the wing on the right-hand side. Strasbaugh wing left. Now Antoine Lewis moves in motion. Hand off up the middle to Stanley. Logan Stanley across midfield and down to the 49-yard line. Seven-yard pickup for Logan Stanley, and he is running roughshod over the Bulldogs here in this opening drive of the second half. Bixler comes limping off the sideline, and Colton Purdy is in for him. Out wide right is Strasbaugh. Now Reed Stanley will line up wing left. Logan Stanley behind Brevin Reby on first down and 10 from the Dalton 49. Fake handoff to Lewis. Reby throws deep. He's got Strasbaugh open at the 20. He's got it. 15-10-5 touchdown. 49-yard touchdown pass from Brevin Reby to Nick Strasbaugh. His 18th touchdown of the year, and the Bears are on top of it now by a score of 27-7. to I should call plays. <laughs> I said earlier uh, they ran a hitch route, and the corner sat on it, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, Strasball ran a little hitch route. He jumped up on it, a little pump fake, and he went deep for the easy touchdown. Good thing you got long arms to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> 10-24 left to go. Wanzik comes in to attempt the extra point, and it is good. He is four for four. Your score with 10:24 to go in this first half of, or I should say, third quarter of play. It is Waynedale 28 and Dalton seven. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8 and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Boy, what a pretty touchdown pass. 49 yards to Nick Strasbaugh for Brevin Reby. That is his 13th touchdown pass of the season and for Nick Strasbaugh, he's got 17 touchdowns this year via the pass. He's got nine of them, and he's also got eight, I should say nine. So he's got 18 total this year for touchdowns. 10-24 to go, and Waynedale leads at 28-7. And exactly how you wanted to come out of, of halftime with uh, really getting big yardage, seven, eight yards per carry, and then one pass play for a touchdown, uh, you can't can't ask for anything more really not at all Wanzik is going to kick it off up the far side and it will go out of bounds so the penalty on the kick out of bounds will give Dalton the football at their own 35 yard line and that's where they'll take it over first and 10 to open up their portion of the second half of play 10 24 to go in this first I keep saying the first half, third quarter. And Dalton has it at their own 35-yard line. Bears will be at Rittman next week. And we will be outdoors, and hopefully it is nice outside. Yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be very nice. And uh, obviously Rittman putting up a pretty good fight uh, defensively, if nothing else, against Northwestern. Mitchell Clark, who had the big touchdown run in the first half, he's going to run it right up the middle, and he cuts it across the 35 out to the 40-yard line for a gain of 
five. Now call it six as they're going to spot him at the 41-yard line. Clark, 87 yards, and he has been the rushing attack all by himself for the Bulldogs, as has been most of the year since they lost Cody Fitzwater to that knee injury. Yeah, he's, uh, again, I don't know if it's by design, whether it's being called by Dalton, or if it's what the Wayndale defense is giving him, but he's calling his number an awful lot. Moving in motion is D'Alessandro, and Clark's going to keep it again right up the middle across the 43 to the 44-yard line. So a gain of two on that carry for Mitchell Clark. And it's third down and about a yard to go for the first down. For Dalton needs to get just across the 40-yard line, and he is just shy of the 40. 9.25 and running left to go in this third quarter. Finally got it right. 28-7, Waynedale. And I think at this point, you kind of have to assume that Clark's just going to keep the ball every time. Make him do something different. Well, the Bears, boy, they're stacking everybody in the box on this one. And Clark is the single setback. Fake handoff. He's going to run it right up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line and brought down again by Christian Tristan Anderson. Tristan Anderson with that tackle. So a loss of three yards on the play. And Dalton will be forced to punt. What a big play. He's had a, that's about his third big play of the night uh, for Tristan Anderson over there on that right end. Coming in to punt the ball away is Andrew Candell. Candell will punt it away from about his own 30 with 8.27 left to go in the third quarter. Good snap. Gets a nice spiral kick that Nick Strasbaugh is going to fair catch at the 26-yard line. The official didn't blow his whistle. I'm not sure why. Nick signaled for the fair catch, but the whistle never blew. So Nick started running, and everybody started going after Nick, and then the official decided to blow his whistle. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 26-yard line. 8.18 to go in this third quarter of play, and the Bears... Leading it by that score of 28-7. Spidell out wide right. Wide left is Bixler to the far side. Reby with Antoine Lewis wing right. Nick Strasbaugh wing left. And Reed Stanley's going to line up as the single setback behind Reby. And Reed's going to get the handoff off left guard. Takes it across the 30th to the 35 out to the 40-yard line. Gain of 12 on the carry for Reed Stanley. And again, you know, a good start to this half, getting big chunks of yardage on on the ground and, um, you know, really opens up the passing game then too. Ball right at the 40-yard line. Bears first and 10. Moving in motion, Strasbaugh. Fake handoff. Now Reby rolls out to his left. Dodges the tackler. Throws it out into the flat. Complete to Antoine Lewis in Dalton territory at the 40-yard line. 20-yard completion to Antoine Lewis on the play. And the Bears have another first down in Dalton territory. That's six catches tonight for Antoine, 55 yards. And a great job by Reby to avoid the pressure, a little sidestep, and stay calm and deliver a nice pass. Handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley, and he's going to be taken down inside the 40 at the 39, and that is the type of tackle that you don't want to see Reed take. It was right around the ankles, and there he is limping. 
That was his 11th carry for 97 yards here tonight. Two second down and eight yards to go. And those are the type of tackles that just continue to aggravate that high ankle sprain. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if the Bears punch another one in here, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be, uh, if this would be his last uh, action for the night. Four receivers out wide on both sides. Now moving in motion, Strasbaugh. Fake handoff to Nick on the jet. Rolling out to the left now is Reby. Looking upfield near the sideline, and he's just going to throw the ball away. Just had nothing open downfield. 7-14 to go in the third quarter, and it will bring up second down and eight. Make it third down and eight, excuse me. Brevin's had a good night throwing the football. just a flag. Are they calling intentional grounding? They're calling intentional grounding. I thought Bixler was out there he was throwing him at. Well, he really pump faked, and it actually slipped out of his hand. So it didn't go very far. I guess they must be saying didn't go to the line of scrimmage. So that'll be a five-yard penalty, and it comes with it a loss of down. So it'll bring up third down and about 17 yards to go. Well, I'm not so sure about that one. It looked like Bixler was there, but like you said, yeah, the ball appeared to slip out of his hands. Now it's an empty backfield. Reby out of the shotgun. Three receivers out to the near side. Moving in motion is Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh gets the handoff off the right side. He's got a convoy in front of him. Cuts it upfield to the 40. Breaks a couple of tackles inside the 40 to the 38-yard line. A gain of eight yards on the carry for Nick, but he's going to be shy of the first down by about eight yards. It'll be fourth down and eight. In Dalton territory, though, at the 38-yard line. And this is a a no-brainer. This is definitely one that you go for. Bixler, he's limping out on the far side, lines up wide left. Strasbaugh, slot left. And then Antoine Lewis is wing left, out to wide right is Aaron Spidell. Single setback, Reed Stanley. Dropping back is Reby. Looking over the middle. Throws it out into the flat. Complete to Reed Stanley. He's got a lot of green. And the first down gets a block at the 15-10-5. He's gone. Touchdown. Third TD of the night for Reed Stanley. And the Bears have opened it up. It's now 34-7. And that was really all made possible by a, a great block downfield by Aaron Spidell. Uh, zone coverage there for uh, the Dalton Bulldogs. And nobody covered the flat out on the right side. Just an easy uh, pitch over there to Reed Stanley, and really one guy he had to beat, and Aaron Spidell picked up a great block to uh, allow Reed to beat that one guy. 11 carries, 97 yards tonight for Stanley. Three catches for 52 yards. He's got three TDs, 623 to go in the third quarter. Wanzik with the extra point attempt is up, and it is good. 6.23 to go in this third quarter, and your score from Waynedale. It's the Bears 35, the Dalton Bulldogs 7. Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers work hard every day to put on your table a product that is lean, nutritious, and tastes great. From crispy bacon on the breakfast table to a ham sandwich for lunch to juicy pork loins hot off the grill for supper, pork is a terrific option any time of the day. As we head into another season, Shop Brothers Farm and Northeast Ohio Pork Producers support our Waynedale athletes. Go Bears! Well, we talked about the Bears putting the accelerator down in the second half, and they have done that. Two possessions, two touchdowns, but the story tonight is Reed Stanley, Pat. 
Yeah, he's a he's had a great night, and you know after the conversations that we've had and him possibly not even playing, um, he's he's come up big for the Bears. So the Bears lead at 35 to seven, 6:23 to go in this third quarter of play, and they have been, with the exception of about, well, let me take a look at my sheet here, three possessions. They've been a juggernaut tonight. Yeah, they've uh, and and I think that Coach Zerker did have that conversation with the team at halftime and say, you know, listen, guys, you let off the accelerator a little bit and let them gain some confidence. We got to come out this half and and really put it to them, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. D'Alessandro and Hurst back set to return this kickoff from Jarrett Wanzik from the 40. He kicks it off deep. It'll be taken in by Hurst at the 12. Across the 20, takes it straight up the middle to the 25 and out to the 29-yard line. They're going to mark him right at, let's just say, the 30-yard line. So that's where Dalton will start first and 10 from their own 30. They had the ball once in the second half, and they had to punt it away. 6.16 to go in the third quarter. Bears on top of it, 35-7. Dalton with the ball at their own 30-yard line, and their offense has been entirely Mitchell Clark here tonight. They really were hamstrung in the second game when their leading rusher from a year ago, Cody Fitzwater, went down with that knee injury. They've really had to rebuild their offense on the fly. Moving in motion is D'Alessandro. D'Alessandro gets the handoff on the sweeper on the right side, and he's going to be tripped up and down across the 35 out to the 39-yard line. So a gain of nine yards on the carry for D'Alessandro, only his fourth carry of the night. And it's second down, and call it a long yard to go. Ball just right at the 39. We're under six minutes and running left to go in the third quarter. Clark, empty backfield. Wing formation for Dalton as they have always run under Mike Doty. Moving in motion to Alessandro. Fake handoff. He's gonna, Clark is going to keep it right up the middle, and he's going to be hit and dropped immediately for a two-yard loss. Looked like Ty Straits got that tackle. Uh, that was actually uh, 56. Well, maybe he's not out there. It might have been Ty, yeah. But whoever it was, that was a great great play. He was getting blocked and with one arm was able to bring Clark down. So it'll be third down and three, a long three yards to go. Call it four, might as well. Ball at the 36-yard line, five minutes and counting. Left to go in the third quarter. Mitchell Clark in the backfield, and now there's a flag down. And a legal procedure called against Dalton. So that will knock them back five yards. I'm not, no. quite, I'm not quite sure why that was called, though. The receiver out wide right was Alex Alger, a freshman. He lined up on the line, but then before, he just took a step back and set. I don't know if it might have been somebody on the line or, or what the problem was. That's the fifth penalty tonight against Dalton. So, third down, eight yards to go. Dropping back is Mitchell Clark. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball on the pass to his tight end, Taylor Reynolds, but he overthrew him, and the defensive back, Nick Strasbaugh and Titus Bixler, knocked that pass away. So the incompletion, Clark hasn't made a completion tonight, throwing. 4.47 to go in the third quarter. And Dalton will punt the ball away. 
Alger will punt it away. Back set to return. Nick Strasbaugh and Aaron Spidell at about the 40. Good snap. Alger gets the punt away. It's a high end over end kick that Strasbaugh will take in at his 42. Gets a block across the 45 to the 50. He breaks into the clear to the 45-40. He's got a seam. He's got one man to beat at the 20. Cuts it back to the far side, and he is gone. Touchdown. Nick Strasbaugh on a 68 touchdown punt return for Strasbaugh and the Bears no flags touchdown and that just shows uh, the explosiveness that Nick Strasbaugh brings uh, whenever he's out there on the field and that you know we've talked he, he really doesn't get a chance to return a lot of punts because they always kick it away from him well now we're putting two guys back and uh, given you know basically they're splitting the field and you know he, you're either going to have Nick or uh, Aaron field the ball, so um, they're looking to get something out of awful punts now instead of just letting it roll and getting downed all the time. Four minutes, 30 seconds left to go in this third quarter. It's 41-7, to the Bears on top of it, and Jarrett Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point. Reby is the holder. And he gets a good snap from center. Wanzik puts it up and drills it through. Four minutes, 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. And your score, it's Waynedale 42 and Dalton 7. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Well, four minutes and 30 seconds left to go in this third quarter, and now because the Bears are up 42-7, the clock will be continuously running. But I didn't think they did it now. I thought they did it at the end of the kickoff. I, I thought so, too, but um, apparently it is now. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, now it's down to 4:12. So they started it before the Bears ever had a chance to even kick the ball off, which they have not done yet. So now there's four minutes left to go and as the clock will continuously run. A close game still between Chippewa and Smithville. Chippewa is up 20 to 14 with seven and a half minutes left in the in the ball game. We knew that was going to be a fast game because both teams wanted to run the ball. Now Wanzik is going to kick it off up the left side. It's going to be taken in by Weaver. Weaver caught the ball and then downed it right at the 15 yard line as he was trying to cut to his left and slipped and fell down. So Dalton will take it over first and 10 from their own 15-yard line. 3.35. Well, the clock has stopped. It should be running, but considering they started it before the kickoff was made, then it should be stopped here. The referee is looking. Now he's going to say, okay, start the clock. (laughs) Not quite sure why they did it that way, but they did nonetheless. So Mitchell Clark, the single setback, 
in Alger, and Alger's, or Candell, excuse me, Candell's going to take the handoff, one of the few times Mitchell Clark has handed the ball off, and Candell will take it up to the 20-yard line for a gain of five. That's just his third carry tonight for Candell. We'll be at Rittman next week, but we're going to keep an eye on that Smithville and Chippewa game because it certainly would be nice if Smithville could pull that upset and then the Bears finish up the regular season here at home against the Smithies, and that would garner a lot of points. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, obviously you got to take it week by week with, uh, again, as we said, Rittman giving a good test to uh Northwestern team that obviously beat the Bears, so they're going to have to be focused next week. Clark, handoff goes to Candell right up the middle across the 20, out to the 23-yard line for a gain of three yards on the carry. So now it looks like Mike Doty has decided that since this game may have been put away on that touchdown, he's going to take the wear and tear and the beating upon Mitchell Clark off of his shoulders and hand it off to Candell, who's a freshman. Yeah, probably a, a smart a smart thing for him to do to have Clark handed the ball off a little more and not risk any injury. Third and two, Candell behind Clark. Moving in motion, D'Alessandro. Clark's going to keep it this time right up the middle. Just as we say that, cuts it across the 35 to the, or the 25 to the 30 and out to the 32-yard line. Gain of nine yards on that carry for Clark, and it's a first down for Dalton. Uh, he's, he's still going to look to read the defenses, though, but uh, we may see some more called handoffs for him to uh, get the ball out of his hands a little bit more. Yeah, it's almost like it is a read option that they're running, but they don't set up in that formation, and most of the time it's just out of a quarterback draw, and that's exactly what this is. is Clark's going to take it up to the 31-yard line where he has stopped dead in his tracks. Loss of a yard on the play, and the Bears' interior with Adam Mullet and Ty Straits really stacked him up that time. So it's second down, and call it 11 yards to go from the 31 with a minute to go in this third quarter. Clock continuously running now with the Bears up 42-7. We'll be on the air next week with Golden Bear Rewind at 6 o'clock, the PNC Bank pregame show at 6.30, and the kickoff at 7 here on UltimateSportsTalk.com from Rittman. Clark, the single setback, gets Candell. Handoff goes to Alessandro on the sweep. He gets it across the 35, out to the 39-yard line. So a gain of nine yards on the carry for D'Alessandro, and we're under a half a minute left to go in the third quarter of play, and it's third down and a long two yards to go. Ball resting right at the 40. And Dalton just taking their time inside the huddle. As they come up to the line of scrimmage, there's 10 seconds to go in the third quarter. Clark trying to get the playoff before the clock stops. D'Alessandro in motion, handoff to Candell. Candell's going to be hit behind the line, fumble on the play. And I think Candell got it right back. That's his second fumble of the night, but he got it right back. And he lost a yard back to the 38-yard line. It will be third down, four yards to go when we return. That's the end of the third quarter of play. And your score, it is Waynedale 42 and the Dalton Bulldogs 7. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. 
Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Exceeding your expectations is what the Spidel Funeral Home strives for. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most. They've been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you. And trust your family with their care. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Well, it's been an offensive show by the Bears tonight. They lead it 42-7 as we enter the fourth and final quarter of play from Waynedale High School. Clock continuously running. Mitchell Clark on fourth down and two. Bulldogs now going from left to right. Handoff goes to D'Alessandro. Cuts it across the 40, up to the 45, and he's got the first down. Gain of, call it seven yards on the carry for D'Alessandro, and he picks up the first down. So the Bulldogs will keep the ball. Ball resting right at the 45-yard line of Dalton as we're under 11 and a half minutes left in this one. We'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game at the end of this one. Right now, there's no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty easy pick. Yeah. Tight end left is Taylor Reynolds. Handoff on a reverse goes now on the left-hand side to D'Alessandro. He's being chased down by Bixler across the midfield stripe, and he's going to be hit shy of the first down marker in Waynedale territory at the 46-yard line. Gain of eight on the carry for D'Alessandro, but he's shy of the first down. And it will bring up second down and a yard to go. A bit of a trick play there by the Bulldogs trying to get something going. So second down and a yard to go. Bulldogs, they're one of the few teams that actually use a huddle anymore. Wing formation. Out wide to the right-hand side is Cody Steiner. D'Alessandro moving in motion to the far side. He gets the handoff on the left-hand side. Cuts it across the 40, and he's down at the 36-yard line. Obviously, Dalton saw this. That's a 10-yard pickup for D'Alessandro. Dalton saw this on the game tapes from Norway. This is the same play that Norway ran against the Bears in the second half with Harris. Yeah, uh, a little jet sweep, and they're having some success with it, but um, uh, you know, whether it's the Bears letting up a little bit again after having that strong third quarter, or, there's, or Dalton executing better, um, but they need to turn around and start stopping it again. So the ball at the 36-yard line, first and 10 for Dalton. D'Alessandro, fake handoff. Now Clark's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 35, struggles forward to the 34. And when he gets that 6-6 frame falling forward, yeah, he can pick up another yard. (laughs) And he did. So a gain of three yards on the carry for Clark. He's just shy of 100 yards tonight. 19 carries, 95 yards unofficially. Second down seven. 9-15 and running. Left to go in this ballgame. 42-7. Bears on top of it. 
Clark in an empty backfield out of the shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides, now moving in motion. Again, they run the sweep. Now the dishes it back to Clark. He's going to throw up the middle. It's to Steiner. He dives, catches the ball, and he's going to be down at the one-yard line. First completion of the night for Mitchell Clark, and it goes for 33 yards to Cody Steiner. And Dalton is knocking at the door of the Bears at the one-yard line with eight and a half minutes to go in the game. Another uh, little trick play there by by the Bulldogs, faking the reverse and tossing it back, flea flicker type of look. Um, you know, nice little play there. And they ran it to perfection. So it's first down, goal to go for the Bulldogs at the Bears' one-yard line. And the Bears mainly have their first-team defense out there. Clark out of the shotgun. On the right-hand side is Alex Alger. In the backfield, moving in motion, D'Alessandro. D'Alessandro is going to get the handoff off the right tackle, takes it into the end zone for the score. So D'Alessandro with the one-yard touchdown run. And now Waynedale is going to take a timeout. Bears are taking a timeout, and Matt Zerker is not happy with his defense on that play. No, he's not. You know, giving up the big play and uh, just, as I said a little bit earlier in the possession, not... A- not a good uh, show of intensity there by the Bears. Um, again, whether it was the Bulldogs executing better or the Bears letting up, which I think was probably a little bit of both, uh, Coach Zerker's not happy because when you're trying to work out the kinks and get everything straightened out, intensity is not something that you want to lose. Well, it's 42-13 the score. Bears using their first time out here in the second half. Dalton's got all three of them remaining, but at this point in time, it really doesn't matter. 7.59 left to go in the ballgame. And Dalton will just come in and attempt the extra point with Tommy Calais. Calais is a sophomore, and as we said earlier, he is an extreme sidewinder. He is only about a yard away from the line of scrimmage where they place the ball where the hold is made, and then he comes in and really smacks it off of the swing, and he puts that one up, and it is good. So 7.59 left to go in this ballgame, and your score, it's Waynedale 42, Dalton 14. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Well, an 85-yard touchdown drive by the Bulldogs, capped off by Dom D'Alessandro's one-yard touchdown run. And with 7.59 to go in the ballgame, Waynedale's on top of a 42-14. A 
Luke Wiseman will kick it off for the Bulldogs, and the Bears are expecting an onside kick as they've got their hands team up at the line of scrimmage. Wiseman just kicks it straight up the middle of the field. It will be taken in by Antoine Lewis at the 27, across the 30, and he's down at the 37-yard line is where they'll spot him. So with 7.55 left to go in this one, the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 37. Smart little play there by Antoine just to get the ball and, and go down and let the offense come out and try to run some clock off and put this game away. Well, they'll mark him right at the 36, so first and 10 for the Bears at the 36-yard line. So Waynedale will come out. They've got Logan Stanley in the backfield. Looks like Reed Stanley's night is finally over, but he had a full night. Nick Strasbaugh, slot left. Colton Purdy is on the left-hand side also. Handoff on the jet. Coming around the left-hand side is Antoine Lewis across the 36 out to the 37-yard line. Just a gain of a yard for Antoine. Unofficially, he's got six carries tonight for 53 yards. And I believe that's his best rushing night of the year. I... Not sure what he ended up with that game where he had four touchdowns, but it, if it's not the best, it's definitely up there. Seven and a half minutes in running. Logan Stanley in the backfield. He gets the handoff right up the middle across the 40 to the 45 and struggles and gets out to the 49. They're going to mark him at the 50-yard line. 13-yard gain for Logan Stanley. Boy, it's been the Stanley brothers on the ground tonight. Logan with 38 yards, and Reed was just shy of 100 with 97 unofficially. Ball right at midfield, first and ten for the Bears with seven minutes and running left to go in the ball game. Logan Stanley set up behind Brevin Reby, and now there's a flag down, and they're going to call, I believe, unsportsmanlike, unsportsmanlike conduct on the defense. That's an interesting call right before it is. It's an unsportsmanlike conduct against Dalton. I think he, uh, I think a defender, you know, Reby does the clapping to do the snap, and I think one of the Dalton defenders was doing that. And, uh, you know, you're not allowed, defensively, you're not allowed to call out a snap. That's an unsportsmanlike conduct, so if he was clapping, that must be what uh, the call is for. So that will take it down inside Dalton territory to the 35-yard line after the 15-yard penalty. So the Bears have it first and 10 at the Dalton 35. Moving in motion is Strasbaugh. Lines up behind Reby. Fake handoff on the counter. It goes to Logan Stanley at the 35 to the 30, and he spins and gets down inside the 30 to the 27, but there's a flag thrown right at the line of scrimmage, and it will be a hold against the Bears. And we had to, we had to make up for that one. I will say this, as I said in the first half, these guys don't care about how dirty their flags get. No, they don't. So the ball will be placed back to the 45-yard line after the 10-yard penalty for holding against the Bears. That's their ninth penalty of the night. And it brings up first and 20. Logan Stanley set to the right side of Brevin Reby. In motion is... Nick Strasbaugh, he gets the handoff from Reby, cuts it inside the 40, down to the 39-yard line for a gain of six. 
Nick with 26 yards on the ground tonight, but he's also got 55 yards, or check that, excuse me, 93 yards receiving. Not to mention the punt return for the touchdown. So he's had a good night as far as total offense is concerned. Second down and 14 yards to go for the Bears. Reby with Logan Stanley right behind him. Antoine Lewis and Colton Purdy trying to decide who gets lined up on the line of scrimmage. Reby fake handoff. He's going to throw the ball upfield to Colton Purdy. Complete at the 24 to the 20. And a first down for the Bears on a gain of 16 on that reception to Colton Purdy, his first catch of the night. And uh, we saw something we've never seen so far this year. We saw Aaron Spido go in motion and get the fake handoff. So it's first down 10 from the Dalton 20-yard line. Hand off to Logan Stanley. Big hole across oh. the down to the 10 and to the 9. And he ran right into the back. Who was that he ran into the back of? That was Kyle Ice. He had a nice lead block. And uh, Logan cut left, as, and that's where the block was going. If he would have cut right, he would have been in for the touchdown. But uh, maybe he wants to get another try at it. So that'll be a first down for the Bears with 5.26 left to go in this ball game. Ball at the nine-yard line, first and goal for Waynedale. Reedy with Logan Stanley right behind him. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley, cuts it inside the nine, breaks a couple of tackles, struggles forward all the way to the five. What a run by Logan Stanley as he broke three tackles. He looked like Jim Brown, the fullback. <laughs> That was, uh, that was pretty impressive. looked like he was done in the backfield and just shrugged, shrugged guys off and did a leg kick to get his leg free and you know, just did what he could to get those four yards. Second down a goal from the Dalton five-yard line. Purdy wide right, Spidell wide left. What slot right is Nick Strasbaugh. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley, right into the middle of the line, and he's going to be hit at the line and dropped immediately. I don't think that was Logan. That was either that was Kyle Ice. Was it Kyle Ice with the carry? Excuse me. So Kyle Ice with the carry, no gain on the play, and it's third and goal for the Bears at the Dalton five-yard line. Trying to get him a little bit of love, get him a, a touchdown for all the stuff that he does for the Bears, blocking and and being on the defensive line. Ice, wing right. Now Strasbaugh lines up behind Brevin Reby on the right side. Hand off to Logan Stanley. No, pitch back goes to Nick Strasbaugh. He's going to run it into the end zone. Touchdown. Strasbaugh with the score. And it is 48-14. Five-yard TD run for Nick Strasbaugh tonight. And it has been the Strasbaugh, Stanley, and Stanley show. Yeah, the triple S's. Um, just a, a nice play design there. Bears have been going up the middle most of the time and put uh, Straw's ball in motion, ran the option, got him out on the perimeter, and enabled him to score that touchdown. 3.55 left to go in the ball game, and Waynedale is up 48-14. High snap. Reby gets it down. Wanzik puts it up, and it is good. 3.54 remaining to go in the game, and your score from Waynedale. It is the Golden Bears 49 and Dalton. 14. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, 
or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. Casa de Sassi's products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledge stone, limestone, and more. But providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Call them today, 330-830-9760. 3.54 left to go in this one here, 49-14. But Pat, a big score here, final score. Have Smithville 21, Chippewa 20. So Smithville defeats Chippewa, and that means the Bears could get a lot of points if they could beat Smithville in that final game of the year, which will be in two weeks right back here at Waynedale. Bears are going to kick it off, but it is an offside as the Bears jump the kick by Jarrett Wanzek. 3.54, and the Bears with a big lead here, 49-14. Any word on the Norway game? I would assume... Uh that Norway, and they were up 19 nothing at half. I would assume they probably were able to um, take care of that ball game, but I haven't got I haven't gotten the final yet. So now the clock will continue to run again as the Bears are up by 35 at 49 to 14. Jarrett Wanzik will kick it off. Dalton's got two men back. Spencer Hurst and Kenton Troyer, and the kickoff by Wanzik is going to be hit behind one of the upbacks, picked up by Tro- by Kenton Troyer. He's going to take it across the 30, out to the 35-yard line, where Dalton will start, first and 10 from their own 35. Three minutes and running left to go in this one. We'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game at the end of this one. Now the Bears are going to send in all their replacements and get the starters off the field. That's that's always a good feeling at the end of a ball game when you're on the positive end of the scoreboard <laughs> and you're you're sending in the second teamers. Really, the only starter that is left out there right now is Aaron Spidell. Mitchell Clark handoff goes up the up the middle to Candell. Candell is hit right at the 35 and bounces back to the 33. So he hit a wall and lost two yards on the play. And it will bring up, well, they're going to mark him right at the 35, so they're going to say no gain on the play. 2.20 and running left to go in the ballgame. We'll be at Rittman next week. Always a fun place to play. Yeah. um, I haven't gotten a score either on the Northwestern-Rittman game, but obviously they were having some troubles being over there. Um, So just a, a weird environment and if you can overcome that, then um, you're able to play well. Clark throws it out into the flat, tried to get it out into the flat to Alex Alger, the freshman, but it is incomplete. You really got to feel sorry for the Bulldogs because they are such a storied football team. Sorry. I don't feel sorry. <laughs> They've just got one of these classes where, just, and especially with the loss of Fitzwater at the beginning of the year, they're trying to rebuild their team on the fly. That I, I do feel a little bit sorry for him for with, with the injuries, but, um, you know, obviously Wayndale's gone through it. 
uh, the past several years with having uh, just not a lot of talent and being able to win ball games. So um, I don't really feel too bad for him. Clark throws out into the flat. It is complete to D'Alessandro. Just the second completion of the night for Mitchell Clark. Five-yard gain on the play, and he goes out of bounds, but the clock continues to run with a minute left to go in the game. Bears will up their season mark to 5-3, and 2-3 three, and three in conference play. This win definitely assures them of their third straight five-win season. 41 seconds to go. Dropping back, Mitchell Clark. It's a low snap, but he got it. Now he looks up the middle, can't find anybody. He's going to tuck it under and run across midfield into Waynedale territory and down at the 49-yard line. So a gain of nine on that carry for Mitchell Clark. That puts him over 100 yards. And it's first down and 10 for Dalton with 16 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Just 16 ticks left. Now make it 10 ticks. Clark, this will be the final play of the game. He takes the snap, drops back. He's going to throw it up the far side. It is complete to one of the up backs. That is Alex Alger, and he is dropped immediately at the 20, and that will do it. Dalton tried to get the timeout, but they couldn't get it before the clock stopped. And your final score here tonight, it is the Waynedale Golden Bears 49. Dalton 14. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by the Shout Brothers Farms, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eden, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Yoder Builders in Orville. Call 684-1050. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Miller Custom Exteriors. Call 695-4905. Murphy's Promotions. Call 464-1970. The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi. Call 330-830-9760. And by Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.